0: Hey, this is Steve Solberg. You're listening to Old Ute Radio with my favorite, Sasha, and the
1: person I don't know yet, Rebecca. Hello, alien warrior comedian here. You're listening to Old Ute Radio. What's up, DJ Fallasia? This is Zach Arthur from New School. You're listening to Old Ute Radio.
2: You're listening to KU Radio's only podcast, Old Ute Radio. It's with tremendous pleasure I bring in All Ute Radio's new co-host, Rebecca.
0: You can tune in to All Ute Radio Tuesdays from 5 to 8 p.m. at 801-585-3449. You're listening to All Ute Radio, Hello listeners, welcome to Ole Ute Radio on KU Internet Radio. This is Rebecca with me, Sasha.
2: Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm tickled today. (laughs) Tickled pink. I have one of my hetero life mates coming in, Johnny McKeon. I'm super excited about that.
0: Ex-host for anyone who doesn't know, but probably everyone does.
2: Twitter star, television star.
0: Good at voguing, Uh, as I've seen in a... In a dancing video that will be posted on Facebook tonight (laughs) or tomorrow.
2: tonight we will be revealing the year-old video of him voguing, listening to some music. Uh, I had to censor it a little bit because I was so repulsed by it. He was so excited he
0: (laughs) couldn't contain it anymore.
2: (laughs) And I wanted to be on Facebook, so I had to censor (laughs) because...
0: Facebook swears all the time. (laughs) They're
2: hate-free on there. (laughs) How are you? How was your break? Good. I I love your new ring on your hand.
0: No, (laughs) I didn't get married. I listened to the show, though, and I was like, everyone's going to think I eloped. (laughs) I just went and dropped my phone in the beach instead.
2: Why'd you do that? It was just
0: an accident. I fell out of my jacket pocket while I was running away from the waves, like in the morning time.
2: You sissy. No, I was
0: just down there before we left, and we were just kind of like taking it in one more time before we headed on the road. And so I was like walking down by the beach and just like kind of running back up when the wave came to my ankles and just (laughs) dropped right in the wave and then had to let the wave pass over before we could grab it again (laughs) it was bad
2: so let's get all these plugs out of the way so that i can bring in mr johnny mckeon mickey big mickey
0: it's a nickname i invented (laughs) i think it's good
2: i like it so tomorrow we have a bunch of things going on we have The Broadcasting Career Fair going on in the Student Union Building, floor two, if you're coming from the east entrance. I don't know, like 11 to 1?
0: Something like that? Like one of those noon ones?
2: Yes. All of you wear a suit and tie. I will come in with a beard and baggy pants and get your job. (laughs) So plan for that.
0: (laughs) Plan for that. There's only one professional broadcaster
2: on this campus, and that's me. (laughs) I sound so conceited. (laughs) And me. Yeah.
0: Um, I'll be at the Lunchbox series yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we have
2: Lunchbox tomorrow. Trying to get the cops to come and arrest me for playing music too loud. But we will try to accomplish that goal.
0: Uh, coming to Lunchbox, we have a to-be-announced exciting, mysterious group. I have no idea who it is. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I try to find it. But there's so many things going on, like the kerfuffle announcement. Who is it? Hoodie Allen is coming Um, with... Opening Burnell Washburn and the Druthers uh, and oh, Dope you know Burnell
2: Washburn Here's was the one that came yeah. to the last Lunchbox I got a fake series I And he was teaching was us all about um, what life's about You know, you didn't hear that I
0: didn't hear that oh, I yeah. want to know what life's about I've only been wondering for 22 oh, years he now was,
2: uh, He's a good rapper, he follows me on Twitter but he, uh, yeah, comes on and is like, yeah, I'm not a college student, but let me educate you about life since you're a student and don't know sh- anything.
0: Don't know sh- anything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, young man. Young like,
0: man, teach me. <laughs>
2: yeah, learn so
0: me along out. with him and Dope Thought also opening, and I don't know how to say this because I've never heard of him, but Talib Kweli? Talib Kweli. Talib Quili. Yeah. Never heard of him,
2: ever. Oh, he's, he's from uh, New York scene. See? He's fantastic. He's very political. Um, I'll find some stuff and maybe We'll play maybe at we the can get him again. Khalib is coming. So he's the one, he's the closer then. Hoodie Allen's not that big uh-uh. act on that show.
0: Featuring Hoodie Allen. He's the guy.
2: Whoa, how topsy turvy hip hop. And then
0: the rest of them are just plus
2: those three groups. Hmm.
0: So it is what it is. That's April 4th, um, 6 Allen's p.m. Course. It's on the Union Lawn. Kind of reminds me of that other white kid, Sam Adams.
2: Sam Adams.
0: Just, I'm not a fan
2: of Sam Adams. How is Talib Kweli opening up for Hoodie Allen?
0: Maybe he's like the third out of four. Because they listed him first in the
2: openers. That really bothers me.
0: Let's protest it.
2: Well, now I'm in a bad mood. Johnny McKeon. In studio, make me feel happy. How the hell are you, sir?
3: Uh, I'm good. I was uh, listening to the show. It's, uh, it's a different energy, it's a different feel. It's very surreal sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> I know, I was scared,
0: sort uh, of. I was like, should I let him run the board? Like, I feel nervous. <laughs> like, should I back it up and be like, you come back in for all times' sake?
3: Nah, that's good. I like I like being a guest. For, I'm, I'm excited for Hoodie Allen. I'm a big fan of Hoodie Allen. You're going to make your triumphant return to the campus? Uh, probably. I'll get you a ticket.
0: Yeah? Yeah, you get two free as a student.
3: I'm not a student.
0: I know, but I am. Yeah. And I don't and, have any friends.
3: And Tyler Cooley <laughs> is amazing. He's done so many good songs, like Just To Get By. I wonder if I've uh, heard
0: something. You've heard. I um, probably don't know who it is.
3: Did you listen to The College Dropout by Kanye West, his first yeah. CD? Yeah, he was in that one song, uh... Uh, oh, what's the name of it? This song. Can move like, I know the lyrics, but they're really filthy, and I'm trying to think... <laughs>
2: no, I'll place them uh, to leap.
3: Yeah. Get them High. That's the song. Tyler Corley's in that song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tyler Corley's amazing, amazing rapper. Well, then I'm even more yeah. excited. It's part of, uh... Is it Black Thought? He's, he's, he works a lot yeah. with Mos Def, and, uh... Someone else. Someone.
2: One of his big malfunctions as a rapper is. God, this is awful music. <laughs> what are you doing? What We're is playing reunited. We're we trying to you're make back. love here. Like, what is the We're trying to make radio this? love. Our <laughs>
3: voices.
4: Trying to get all smooth
3: and using, sensual. Using the power yeah. of yeah. the power <laughs> of word. The new and improved Ku Radio. Reunited.
0: Big We're Mickey's back. back. Did you have a nickname?
3: Yeah, I've had plenty of nicknames
0: on the show. Like, on all you. Did you have one?
3: Johnny is a nickname.
0: It's only kind of a nickname. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I, don't, I don't know.
0: Has anyone ever called you Mickey? Because McKeon? No. That's so clever. I thought it was so clever. Most
3: people just call me McKeon or Johnny. Mickey. Or big genre. J. Big J. J Mickey. That a lot. You know genre. what I mean? Yeah, when I was younger, yeah.
0: J. Mickey is now so that is cool. Mickey.
3: That's legit. Yeah. What's your middle name? Arthur.
0: Jam? Your initials are jam? (laughs) Oh,
5: what?
2: That's awesome.
0: Jam. I'd go by jam, like acronym, with a period (laughs) between each. That should be your name, like artist name.
2: He had a rap group as a kid.
3: Yeah, yeah, we were the pretty boy thugs. Why? Yeah. Do you have music? No. Don't lie to me. <laughs> None of us could sing. You have only Only like three of us could dance, and only uh, one, uh, like one of us could kind of sing, but he never <laughs> did. We sing. just mostly danced at Mormon dances.
0: But you, you're telling me you don't have any recording.
3: Uh somewhere deep See, down. See, and
0: uh, you know what?
3: Like, we made, we made a beat off of a, there used to be a PlayStation video game where you could make beats, and we recorded it. It's, I'm not sure where it is, but if, if I find it, I'll share it. <laughs> I guarantee Please. you know exactly where it is.
0: Uh, I really, I don't. It's like sitting at home, like burned on the shelf. He's, like, I, I don't know where that is, but I'll look.
3: It's on cassette. No, nah, I don't know. I'd have to find it.
2: Well, it's good to see you.
3: Yeah, it's good to be seen. It's good <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> You're on radio. It's good to see you, Sasha.
0: It's good to see your voice mm-hmm. on the radio.
3: Good to see you, DJ Fallasia.
0: Sitting here, man in the buttons.
3: Yeah. So what are you even up to? What's going on with this show, huh? We're trying Some to carry things. on in your legacy. My legacy? I don't know. We both started the show. It's we give out
0: a Johnny McKeon award to all the guests. Really? Yeah. yeah. Based nice. on how they did.
2: Really? <laughs> no,
0: but we should. That's really cool. <laughs> like a
2: legacy. <laughs> the Johnny Star program? Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah, I haven't, sadly,
3: I haven't been listening. I haven't really had time. I've been super busy. You didn't listen when you did the show. I listened. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> I listened to make sure the link worked, and then yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I just listened for our theme song. I
2: love that theme song. Oh, I don't
0: even remember it anymore.
2: Yeah. All right, hold up, com- just just for all times. When sake. we come back from our break, that'll be our intro for the break. Awesome, but then that's gonna screw up everything for me. So see what Johnny is? he's yep. selfish
3: on the radio. Yep, it's all about you. Yep, it should be all about me. It's the Johnny McKeon show. Featuring Sasha and DJ Fallasia.
0: Yep, in studio. Yep. Here for you. She
3: Back at KU. She goes by Becca now. Oh, oh you go by Becca now? We, we lost her stalker. I go by stalker, Rebecca, so. even. Rebecca? On the
0: yes. Facebook page. Oh, wow. <laughs> it feels like really grown up. You is still I,
3: singing? Oh, is in my ever? bedroom, yes. <laughs> You're I a good am. singer. You're a good singer. Oh, so y'all so should sweet. Google her, Twitter. No, her. ah, stop it. <laughs> no, she's got over. 12, <laughs> find
2: oh, her don't. videos. <laughs> she's got over twelve thousand. That 000. one Macklemore one got yeah. like
0: twelve thousand
3: views. Yeah, that's not.
2: I saw it. It was a good video. Oh, I was th- like, how? The rest of mine talented. have like a thousand. So we have the soon-to-be Ellie Timmons coming on on April first, right?
0: Yes.
2: Yes. And she's going to bring in her guitar. The soon-to-be Allie Timmons? The soon-to-be famous.
3: Oh, Timmons. okay. okay. She, soon-to-be. Yeah, <laughs> she should go through a, a sex change. She's like getting married. <laughs> <laughs> like she's soon going to be a woman. Alexander,
0: but soon-to-be Allie Timmons.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, my goodness. Bullied all night. Bullied. Good thing Dakota's not on radio yet. I know. <laughs> Anyways, she'll be coming on.
0: I'm gonna coordinate with her and potentially no, work out no a little duet no cover. What if be I get scared? Do a duet, Sasha? Do
2: hey, a duet. I'm gonna do some yodeling in the background.
0: Live in studio, only yeah. one time. Maybe some. If you miss it, you'll never poetry. hear it again, except yeah, yeah. for on podcast. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is forever. So
2: which are permanent. <sighs> yeah. So we're gonna do that. You're gonna come in with your guitar-, guitar. She's gonna come in, and we're gonna sing have you two sing love songs about johnny Yeah, McKeon.
0: about you we're gonna write it actually Oh, nice. i've <laughs> already i've had some lyrics saved up for a couple months now oh really
2: <laughs>
0: it's gonna be good
2: nice <laughs> i look forward to hearing it
0: what else is exciting about all you going on
2: we have seth Tippett's coming in i love next seth always oh, fantastic tell him i said hello if you missed the show last week go to key and we had a fantastic conversation with Steve Solberg, a comedian. Very That's funny. Good. Very funny. He'll be Sarah's th- favorite comedian. He's up there with yeah. me, too.
3: Not even me. No, Sarah's <laughs> favorite comedian. <laughs> I'm not her favorite. Well, <laughs> really? He's humble. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs>
2: amazing. He was fun to listen to. He's I just listened to him. We talked about race and comedy. Yeah. Uh, discussed uh, a lot of things that had to do with comedy and his Ragnar promotions he's doing. But he'll be in Wise Guys in Ogden on, the on 25th Street. It's a good club, it's actually very roomy. this week. They got good chicken fingers there, too. Really? I'm so hungry right now.
0: Killer chicken fingers. I don't want to talk about it. I'm eating vegan this week and all I can think about is chicken fingers.
2: She's dieting again.
3: Oh, nice. (laughs) Just to see
0: if I can do it. Get
3: skinnier. (laughs) I've been drinking green shakes. Look at that! Oh, word!
0: I'm drinking one right now. All about that kale. Um, We also, on April 1st, are about 90% sure, as I just got an email back, to have a representative from Ordained Women Ooh. in the studio to speak with us before conference weekend about Tell what us they're what doing what they are trying to do. Ordained Women is a group of women in the LDS Church who have been, um, especially recently in the news, but have been protesting and writing letters and moving towards a little more gender equality within the church, looking for women to get the priesthood. Yes. Uh, because of their efforts last year, there is a the first Relief Society, um, like, you know how they have a priesthood session of conference mm-hmm. that only men can go to, but yep. they broadcast live yep. so anyone can see it? Well, yep. they're broadcasting it live when yep. it happens now because of their efforts, yep. but also, cool. they are, <laughs> really. Um, what are they doing? What are they doing? They got the first Relief Society broadcast really? by, like, um, talking to the church, That's so, awesome. They're going to come in and tell us what they have planned you for this. You can slap him anytime <laughs> you want. I just have a mic button like that, and we're good. See? You can't even hear him laugh anymore. But um, so they'll be coming in. Hopefully, we're pretty positive on the 1st from 730 to 830.
2: Beautiful. So That's cool. awesome. we're all booked up for the next five Yeah.
0: Weeks. It's going to be fun. And uh,
2: Jay Whitaker is going to be coming in oh, sometime soon. Love so. Jay, too. Jay's very He's funny. He's traveling right now. But yeah. I know he'll be at Wise Guys West Valley on the 4th and 5th. He's got an Ogden show coming up, too, I
3: think. Right. He's a I remember he guy. posted it, yeah. Dude, Jay is one of the hardest-working guys, like, seriously, like, in Utah. Like, that dude, well, he a, works, like, next-level hard. He's an ex-military man. Yeah.
2: He, he was taught a good work ethic.
3: Like, he hustles, man. It's oh. it's admirable. And he, he deserves everything he gets. He really does. He's and, earned it. And I
2: think if I'm going to – if OUR's – I think we're going to have Keith McDonald come in, too, because he's a, also a black guy, ex-Air uh, Force um, – and they I just, yeah. and I think that there would just be such a good dynamic between those two. So I want to thank Keith McDonald for coming in last week uh, while you were getting married. In You'd, California. You did a solid for me. Yes. <laughs> so what's it like to be a wife? You
0: know, just cook a lot. Clean a lot.
2: <laughs>
0: <Just> Trying <laughs> try to please my man. Living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> Not a wife.
2: No. You're a hardcore feminist. Hardcore.
0: Yes. You guys, well, that's exciting. We got a lot of good people coming in.
2: Yes, so we're going to go to break here in about a minute or so. When we get back, Johnny's going to teach us about Twitter. We're yep. going to discuss working in a newsroom. Yep. The stress, the politics. Yep. Uh, another important thing: uh, two journalists died today uh, in Seattle. Uh, Noah Bond's place, Como, Seattle, wow. uh, news. Uh, another banker killed himself too their helicopter crashed so hearts out to the journalists in Seattle uh, you lost a great photographer and um, I don't like that I don't think you should yeah, that's rough. get in a wreck in a, on your job like that seems like unfair <laughs> go <laughs> out, out while it. working like gosh yeah. no and yeah. you leave wife and kids and it happens everywhere so BK sorry be guys be careful out there Becca?
0: Be careful hitting we the We don't mic. need a
2: concussion on all your radio. I, <laughs> I don't think Will Hatton will be happy about that. Oh, we got a first aid kit in here. I know. We do, we have, like, one,
0: one Band-Aid in there,
5: <laughs>
0: which has only ever been used to, like, fix a cord before. <laughs> <laughs> I used it last, like, two weeks ago to, we have to an like empty jimmy a cord <laughs> with it.
2: That's beautiful. So let's throw it to Dad, go to break, and we'll be back soon. Thank you for coming in, Mr. McKeon. Yep.
0: We'll be right
2: back. Bye. Becca, I met the most beautiful girl in the world today on campus. I so want to ask her out, but I'm flat broke. Can you loan me some money, please?
0: Sasha, I could, but I'd rather see you mature and grow up. Save your money so that when you need it, you have it.
2: Who's going to help me achieve that goal?
0: The Personal Money Management Center at the University of Utah. At the Personal Money Management Center, they'll show you how to create a personalized budget, help you plan tuition and student loan payments, and even evaluate potential job offers.
2: It's so tough being responsible. I think I'll give Personal Money Management Center a call. What's their number? 801-585-7379.
0: If that's too hard, you can even check out their website at personal-money-management.utah.edu for more details. Financial freedom and a hot date are only a click away.
3: This is KU Internet Radio, the University of Utah's student radio station. Be sure to hit us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KU Radio or on Twitter at K underscore UTE. And let us know what
4: you want to hear. Why did Ed and Scott quit? Please do when your neighbor
5: found us naked in the car?
1: give up on sex. Don't give up on birth control either. There are more methods than you think. Visit bedsider.org to compare all the choices and put the bogus
5: myths to bed at bedsider.org. We got out Brought to you by Bedsider and the Ad Council. Bedsider.org.
3: That's all I do. And if you saw my love, you would love her too. I love her. She gives me
5: everything and tenderly
3: the kiss, my.
5: like us could never die
2: from the purple mountains and the valley of smoke this is all you radio
0: Rebecca from Old Ute Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. or catch the show on demand at kutradio.org.
1: Hey, this is Jay Whitaker of the Geek Show
2: Podcast. You are now listening to Old Ute Radio. Tune in now because it's about to go... (laughs)
0: This is all you radio.
2: This is all you radio. This is all you radio, sucker. <laughs>
0: it's like a free Sunday.
2: Kanye West is so famous. <laughs> so famous. Is, is this still part of the thing? <laughs> you can follow me at Twitter,
3: at Johnny McKean. <laughs> follow Sasha, Mr. Underscore
2: Bloom.
0: Don't follow me because I don't know how to tweet. And
2: follow all you radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes,
0: I try to tweet. I do. Do you? I do my hardest.
3: Do the hashtag O oh, U R. You are, are
2: such a liar.
0: I okay. <laughs> I don't try to tweet. I just can't deal with it. Nothing I say is actually like worth looking at on Twitter.
3: Nothing on Twitter is worth looking. At. I know,
0: but I laugh. You know, I follow my people, and I, get, I do you, Who do you like? Just a lot. I have a couple like professors that yeah. tweet, and then I have just friends from like. South Dakota, and then I follow that Patrick Ramirez. I love now Pat. he's funny Pat's on there. Cool. I like that. And then there's also this guy named Patrick, but I can't remember his last name. But he's just like a little comedy account, and it's pretty funny. Cool. I just like these little one-liners that are so funny, but I never know how to post because I'm like, what am I talk about? Like I'm sitting on tracks.
2: Yeah, cool. Jay Whitaker's good on Twitter.
3: Yeah, Jay's solid on Twitter. Jay's really good with social media just in general. He's he's really
2: good at it. So you went from, like, 162 Twitter followers, and you were fluctuating. You weren't really going anywhere. This was right when you were ending. When we started OU Radio, you went up, like, 100, like, yeah. within six months. And I started going up. And then, because li- I, I stalk you on Twitter. Yep.
3: Right? yep. You always bring up everything I do on Twitter.
2: Well, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. I, I tune in. <laughs> I I'll check you, like, six times a day. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so basically...
3: When I left the show, yeah. I had a lot more free time. Just in general, I've had a lot more free time mm-hmm. in my life, and I decided to sit down and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna finally figure out this Twitter thing." Mm-hmm. So first thing I did was I got every book I could find on the subject. Ebooks, right? Ebooks, yeah. I downloaded them, whatever, and then um, I would just I would read them. I would read all the chapters that weren't in each other ebook. So you know, you could go th- you could burn through a lot of books pretty quick that way. After doing that, I learned about, you know, the importance of a hashtag. I learned about the importance of following and following back. And the best way to get followers is to follow. Like that's your first rule. Like a lot of people, like if you'll see these accounts, like people have like 34,000 followers, but they'll be following like 34,000 people. That's a standard way to do it. Um, And then how much time do you give that follower before you unfollow? It really just depends on preference. I do it like I, Here's what I first did. The first thing I did was I tried to follow people with similar interests. Mm-hmm. You know, I I went to, like, uh, Comedy Central, their, their Twitter, and then I followed a lot of the comics that follow them. And uh, I started tweeting them, started tweeting them jokes. Um, they would tweet back. They would follow back. The problem with comics is that they don't really follow
2: back that much. Right, because there's a, yeah. Those people, there are people – on Twitter, they will have like 265,000 followers and they follow nobody. Yes, exactly. Or they follow 34 people. And I look at them like, you entitled? Well, it's a way to measure your, your you know. Your, your unit, y- as you said. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I, can we not swear? I, yeah, fine. <laughs> we don't swear on yeah. this show. Um, yeah, it, it's a way, yeah, it's, it's just a measuring contest, you know, for, the, for those of you with an imagination. So then I decided to start following people who were fans of comedy. Yes. Not actual comedians. And that's really where it really started firing off. Like, I just started tweeting. Uh, I got an Instagram account, which I I got a whole new phone. So I was able to, uh, like, link up my Instagram. I, I would hashtag on my Instagram. And through Instagram, I would post it to my Twitter, which would then automatically post it to my Facebook. So I managed most of my content through Instagram. By doing that and using hashtags, I
2: started getting a ton of followers. How many followers on Instagram do you have?
3: Not that many, like uh, like 300-something, 200-something. But a
2: lot more than you did yeah. when you were a casual user of Twitter.
3: Yeah, but what's weird is a lot of them follow me on Twitter, but they don't follow me on Instagram, which kind of makes sense because your Instagram, you don't want to clog that. Like, you don't yeah. want to follow a ton of people.
0: That's how I am.
3: Yeah, I noticed that. Like, people would follow me from, they would like my stuff on Instagram, but follow me on Twitter. So, and then I just started following a ton of people. I followed up to, like, you could follow up to like almost like uh, 500 people a day so I would just go through just follow them all follow them all follow them all and then it got to the point about two weeks I did that for about two weeks a day I got my followers up huge then Twitter locked my account because they thought it was spam you know they're like mm-hmm. we have to investigate your account you look like it's spam luckily I've had this account for like before I even started going to the U so yeah. a long time and uh, Eventually, like, they then, you know, like, they they kept me locked. I couldn't add anyone. No one could follow me. And then they just, after, like, I think it was, like, a week or two. I can't remember. It's been, like, four weeks since this happened. They just let them all follow me. So, like, overnight I went from, like, 200 followers to, like. 4,000. 4,000 followers. Yeah. Which was a shock. Like, it blew my phone up. (laughs) Because I originally had, like, the little whistle. Like, my phone goes, like, dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. And like, (laughs) yeah, like in the middle of the night, like especially like on like in the middle of the night, like I was getting tons of tweets. I just had to shut off my phone. Like it just kept going, and then the problem was like the blue lights flashing. Like it just blew my, it locked my phone up. I had to turn off my phone, and then yeah, and like and then it just kept increasing. But having a lot of Twitter followers, it's like it's a lot of work. (laughs) Like a lot of these people, they start like tweeting you. You know, like yeah. like I got brothers in like Cleveland tweet me. Yo, dog, what you think about the game, son? <laughs> what you think about the game? Who you think's going to win the Super Bowl? And I'm just like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, so I try to, I don't know. I try to tweet at least three jokes a day. I like to share a lot of photos on Instagram. I still tweet a lot of like my favorite articles. I seem to get a lot of good feedback from that. And also like once you get the momentum rolling, people will start following you. Because what happens when you have like multiple users following you, Yes. Is that it shows up in other people's news feeds that like are like fo- similar followers? So they'll be like, so and so like Sasha Bloom and Rebecca follow Johnny. You guys should follow him too. So I've been getting, on average, I still get like four or five
2: followers a day. So now. I've been getting added to journalism lists. Yeah. Can you explain what the list is? Yeah, the list. L- the why would they add you to that but not
3: follow you? Um, the list is a way to separate and keep track of people. You know, like, it's just, you know, I have a list of comedians. I have a list of my favorite people. And that's just a way to separate it. Like, them not following you, that's kind of weird. Right. I don't I guess it all comes up to preference. You know, like, they just want to check you, but they don't want to follow you. So can you. I
2: go and block them from putting me on a list or something like that?
3: Yeah, you should be able to block them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't see why not. Why would you want to block them, though? Because if you're on a list, that means that they're, they're looking at you. just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Don't judge me. Yeah, like, they're reading your stuff. Like, see, this is why they're not following you. <laughs> <laughs> Such hostility. Yeah. So let
2: me ask you a question. Yeah. Here. Or I was lucky enough that I never actually said this on, on air. Yeah. But I was telling Becca that I was absolutely convinced that you purchased your Twitter followers. And here's the reason why my concerns, because I saw this boom yeah. in numbers. Yeah. And I was like what a pretentious jerk like doesn't he realize that all his old followers know that he bought followers and it so i started doing some research and i was noticing what i thought were similarities where they say that if you buy let's say a thousand twitter followers part of that package is that you will get two conversations going from that party they'll be like hey what's up johnny or then you'll get several retweets, and then you won't get retweets, and then they'll, they're kind of on a system. Mm-hmm. But you solemnly sweared on Oyut Radio, yes, that you did not buy Twitter followers. I swear to God, okay, I didn't buy Twitter followers. Do you believe in Becca?
3: I believe in God. If you follow, if you follow <laughs> someone, swear to him. <laughs> if you follow someone that has like. <laughs> 34,000 followers and they're following 34,000. Those are all people that follow back. Yes. Like that guy has done the work to yes. find people that follow back. So that really that cuts your work like completely in half right there. So you can just follow them and then they'll follow you. And so I know
2: that you have a lot of celebrities that follow you. A lot yeah, of but I mean you get Mark Curry, you get, you know, Dwayne Perkins, you get Andy Gold, you get a bunch of journalists, right? You know. Yes. Yeah. Now that you have all these other people that aren't important, right? They're yeah. not famous. Is that a good thing? Or is it better just to have really successful people following you?
3: Uh, you know, the only reason, the reason I just tried this out really, it was just an experiment just to see how many followers I could get yes. and see how much work it would be. And getting up to this point, it, I don't know, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other, really, okay. honestly, like I don't really care. So, you know, like people- I, uh, yeah, like, I've been unfollowing people. Like, if someone's not interesting in my news I'll just unfollow them, even if they follow me. I mean, I unfollowed a lot of people, actually. <laughs> Some
2: people that follow you are really disturbing. Yeah. There's, like, scat lovers that follow yeah. you. There's uh, porn companies that follow you. Now, here was here's my concern as a good friend to you mm-hmm. and also a professional broadcaster. You are, too. You work in media. I would be very uncomfortable with them following me like I would block them like if I, if I got a porn company to follow me I would block them I noticed that some people in media don't block them because you see these same people yeah. in local media well
3: it's just you know like I, I'm sure I'm I'm thoroughly convinced the majority of my people that follow me are spam anyways you know what I mean like I'm pretty sure they are so I just I usually unfollow them so what's Cause, like if you look at my newsfeed like it's just if someone's not if someone's not following me, that's posting anything interesting that I see at the moment, I'll unfollow them. But I don't really like. I don't really go out of my way searching for my followers. Yes. Like I don't
2: really care anymore. Now you don't. What is your policy with language? Because when I go to, because sometimes you use uh, naughty hashtags, mm-hmm. right? Naughty hashtags. hashtag <laughs> hey, naughty, hashtag. Hashtag, <laughs> naughty hashtag. That's the thing now. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> naughty hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll you'll use swear words yeah and so when i go to people in different media outlets in salt lake you know there's about 30 people on the production side yeah uh you'll never see swear words yeah you're not afraid of that getting you in trouble why
3: i don't really care you know i've always i've always been that way man like i don't really care you know me dude like i really don't care for rules if you remember correctly because when when you first (laughs) met me you and i we were very like you are like, oh, no, it has to be done this way, it has to be done that. And I'm like, nah, we're just not going to do it that way. We're just going to go and do this. Plus, it's like,
2: who cares? So you don't worry about a boss. Uh- well,
3: if you look at what I post, first of all, I don't post anything like, like I'll maybe say the S word or something, but it's not like, I'm not saying a very, con- I don't post like a controversial opinion, you know, because I don't really have one. <laughs> <laughs> like really, I'm a pretty easy going guy So it's not like I'm posting, you know All babies should be killed, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's yeah. the kind of stuff that gets All you babies fired should be killed. You know what I mean? And like, who am I? No one. All no one but the knows first son
0: am. to be slayed tonight
3: yeah. I should really cut that up <laughs> <laughs> All babies should be killed Yeah, like no one knows who
2: I am Like I'm not I'm not that big of a deal So you've been working at ABC4 Utah Yeah CW30 for yeah. getting close to a year is
3: that right? Mm, six months, something six, like that. It's like it?
2: August. Yeah. So you've so a little over. You've passed the probationary period. Yeah. How's it going? It's great.
3: I love it. Uh, I've learned everything pretty much I can uh, in within my job description as production crew. There's it's a three tiered position. It's floor director, teleprompt, and camera operator. I can do all three of those standing on my head. Um, I've learned audio. <laughs> it's because you got such a big head, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've learned audio. I do the audio for the CW9 Nine at 9 show, which is now a half hour. You guys should check it out. It's weekdays at 9 o'clock on CW30. Now I'm uh, interested in learning to be a producer. That's kind of where I'm focusing my energy now.
2: That's what I suggested to them when they brought you on. I said, this kid can write. Yeah. And he gets, uh, he gets logic and how to follow order. Make yeah. him a producer. Otherwise, you're waste his talent. So, yeah. But you are going in on the morning shifts, right, yeah. for Good Thing Utah? Just learning, yeah, because I don't really have too much yeah, time. You'd be so good about writing. Cause, and I don't care what news outlet you are throughout this country. Most morning television is not aimed at my demographic. I don't enjoy it, like health tips and, yeah. and band playing and how to make a great chocolate souffle. Mm-hmm. I could care less. Yeah. But I could see you writing, and making award-winning television. Because, let's face it, you are that demographic. I
3: guess. <laughs> is it really? Is it twenty-six-year-old half-black man? Like, is that the demographic? <laughs> no,
2: uh, nerd. Oh, uh, like, am I a nerd? Oh, you are such a
3: nerd. Am I a nerd? Would you say I'm a nerd? Um, Would you say it? Say something. You better say
2: something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're on the spot. Am here. I a nerd? No, no, no. If don't I'm deflect. a nerd, you're a nerd. You. Am I a nerd nerd or not? I'd
0: say you're a nerd.
3: I'm a nerd. Why am I a nerd?
0: Because you did talk radio. Show,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I just know a lot about pop culture. culture. You can, I could pull any line from a movie up, and you'll pull it. Don't make me quiz you, because I'm. Don't make me quiz you. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm just smart about dumb
3: things.
0: (laughs) I feel like anybody who does talk radio is probably a nerd. Because yeah. if you have enough to talk about for, like, three hours every week <laughs> or more, <laughs> you're probably nerdy about something.
2: Okay, so I'll retract that. Oh, we can't no, say so you're not a nerd. you're fine. You can but say that. it seems He's a to nerd. me that you're so up into doing cooking and the newest trending things, and you're, you always talk about being health conscious, and you're a funny guy, and... It just seems like a natural fit for you that you would be really good at morning news. Let's hope my bosses see it that way. They pay attention.
3: Yeah, I hope so.
2: Have you shown it? We can get a, we could, uh, we could make, I could bring a camera in here sometime and we could have you cooking and yeah. we could bring in a couple of comedians and do can like- Can I a eat walk- the food? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually a pretty good cook. I'll be like
0: a fake host with you I, of I the can, cooking show. I like can
2: throw down in the kitchen. And we'll have Patrick Ramirez be third I can on coo- I can
0: cook me a little something, you yeah. know? I've been kicking for myself. My chicken fingers for five are wicked.
2: Years. Please believe. It. <laughs> He's that handcuffed. I got, pan cup, I got you know thai about
0: lettuce that wraps. You're gonna make fried chicken, and I I'll do make, Thai lettuce wraps, and yeah. then we'll probably just wear culture appropriate clothing as well, and just go all the way what out with the stereotype. <laughs>
3: I'll wear a chicken suit. That's yeah. I
0: mean. You guys ever done that chicken and waffles thing? Yeah, all I've the never time. Never done it.
3: Never done it. It's, it depends on where. It really depends on the chicken. Sorry, and we talked about
0: chicken, and then waffles just. No, 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 I'm no. so hungry.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, you know who has a decent chicken and waffle? Yeah. Village Inn. They do they it time. They have all them right. here? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, can you, get you chicken like and waffle. I keep
0: I seeing those chips that are flavored chicken They're and awful. waffle. They don't taste like I that. haven't bought them because I'm scared. Yeah. Mm, they look awful.
3: Yeah, it's full of chemicals, and it tastes like crap. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it looks gnarly. I only ever see it at the gas station.
2: So. Yeah. So have you had the chance to write any news stories or anything uh, like that No, yet? I've only been d- pursuing this for about a week. So, so what are they taking you through? Take it just for our audience. Take us um, through what a producer
3: does. So I show up at midnight uh, with the the two morning producers. They sit down. They show me where they pull their stories. They show me kind of you know like they set it up. They have um, um in the NPS the um how do you explain what an NPS is the the show's rundown. They explain uh, they they have like different brackets for different subjects. They have you know U.S. local health and then they just pull stories and put them in each of that then as they pull the story they look for the clips to cut they make notes of that then they write up just a little bit you know a little 15 second blurb Mm -hmm. you know a lead-in if you will and put the show together you know they also book their own guests in the morning I didn't know that yeah yeah I thought that was cool because you know I'm used to booking guests yes you are you're good at it too. yeah Uh,
2: actually I found a new appreciation for you because it, it's actually not the easiest thing to do. Like, it's really hard to motivate yourself to call a complete stranger. Oh, yeah. And then try to process, like, are they going to fill enough time and be good? Like, what happens if they – I haven't had anyone bomb yet yeah. in the studio. But what
0: happens, you know?
2: It's not comfortable to be If around. you
0: give – you tell them, like, we'll have an hour, and then you want them out, like, 15 minutes in. And you're like, thanks think for we coming.
2: I had an interview once like that. Can't remember. But most of them have been pretty good. You, you, just, you just brought back an old
3: memory for me. This is embarrassing. You're going to love this. You're going to love yes, this. Yes. So when I was in about, I think it was eighth grade, seventh grade, I was super shy. Yes. How tall were
0: you? I was very tall. Were you always really tall?
3: Yeah, I've always okay, been tall. I've I always been like in. second or third tallest. I didn't know if it was tall. like a 10th grade growth spurt or something. No. He's,
2: the, he's the tallest, shortest man you'll ever see. He's I'm How six tall foot and a half inch. That's not tall. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Right? I know. I look How tall do you think I look?
0: I thought, you guys aren't lying right now. No. I was for sure you were like... 6'4".
3: Six, 6'4". Six, right? I yeah. thought you I were 6'4". Yeah. I get that but a lot. I get
0: that a lot. But then sitting down, I was like, why does he look like it's regular the, it's height the right It's the gaze
2: effect. It's the long, narrow face and the long I arms swear. I get that a lot. I
0: thought for sure you were like pushing 6'4", 6'5". Nah.
3: Back when I used to bounce and I'd stand next to like a 6'4 bouncer, they'd be like, you're so much smaller. Why did we hire you?
0: <laughs> I, well, I swear when I stand next to you or like look up at you that like I'm looking up to...
2: What? Yeah, I'm This is crazy, you guys. I'm not even yeah. kidding.
0: This isn't an exaggeration.
2: So, bef- we got to go to break here soon, but I want yeah. you to finish uh, your I'll story. I can tell the story when we come back. Okay. So you're gonna forget it. No. So I let me. Tell uh, story. I, I want to play something for you, Becca. What? It took me several hours to find this, but since the legislative session ended, I figured we would celebrate it with something very special <gasps> from last
0: year. You found
2: it. I did.
5: Representative
0: Peterson. Oh. For the third
4: (laughs) half. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I figured there was 30 of us in here that needed to pick me up. So uh, I was going to sing our social calendar today.
2: (laughs) The Utah firefighters,
4: they are a swell bunch. They came up here to the rotunda so they could feed us lunch.
2: So let's not be rude. Let's go eat their food.
3: (laughs) And then if we are still
2: all not committed to the state sanitarium, we can go look at the stars at the Clark Planetarium. (laughs) 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. this evening. There we go.
5: (laughs) One good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. So let the U educate you. Let your professors give you good wisdom and knowledge. Let the library give you a good place to study and comfort. Let KU's Internet Radio give you good music. Listen to Saturday night jams every Saturday night, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. to midnight. KU's Internet Radio, radio for students, radio by Student. God ja bless. Peace.
1: I've got one.
0: I've got one.
1: Yeah, I've got one. My one reason for donating
0: plasma? To make sure that patients like my son have long, healthy lives. My reason?
4: To help my family. It's something I can do to show I care about my community. There are millions of reasons to donate plasma. You only need one. Donate today
5: by visiting Biomat, Plasma Care, or Talacris Plasma Resources, one of our Griffles
3: companies. New donors can earn up to $360 this month, 630 West North Temple, and 38 East 800 South, Salt Lake City.
4: Tune in to the Mixtape Invasion every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. This is a show dedicated to the days of old where mixtapes and mix CDs were everything. Playing everything from modern alternative to the sounds of Stevie Wonder. If you like a little variety in your music, The Mixtape Invasion is for you. Only on KU Internet Radio, Radio for Students by Students.
1: I'm ABC4 Utah's Nadia Crow on KUTE
2: Radio, radio for students by students. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me.
0: This is Rebecca from Old Ute Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Or catch the show on demand at kuradio.org. back to all you radio uh with rebecca and sasha and guest ex-co-host johnny mckeon has How's been it with us.
2: Y'all? it's all <laughs> you radio and it's full i like it yeah i'm very emotional right now yeah my two favorite co-hosts all we need is keith mcdonald and it's like radio from day one and we're complete Aww. Aww.
0: this is so special and so is the chinese flute music
2: yeah. don't you love it yeah
0: it's like i feel like i have been like I'm on a majestic journey adventure right now.
2: Well, this is All You Radio.
0: I know every every show is a majestic adventure.
3: You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Johnny McKeon. <laughs> all right, you lose the
2: music for that one. Sir. <laughs> Sorry. You can follow me on Twitter
3: <laughs> at Johnny McKeon. You can follow Sasha at Mr. Underscore Bloom. You can follow Rebecca at Rebecca. <laughs> Um, (laughs) i I
0: got the username at rebecca i know what are the odds
3: um so yeah before we went to break i was gonna sasha just triggered an old story i remembered, and like it's gonna seem so weird now because we're leading with it but um yeah sasha you said it was weird it would be weird dude for you to call up a stranger so in eighth grade i started getting girls phone numbers and i was just super shy talking like i'd have to write out a script like in pen (laughs) you know what i mean and then I'd, i'd mess up and like misread the word or something so in order to get over my shyness this is so embarrassing <laughs> i used to just randomly call phone numbers yes and i'd be like hello is uh and then i'd make up a name and i'd be like hello is uh candace there she so go, no candace isn't here and i'd be like oh um well do you, could you recommend okay like could you recommend a movie for me to watch, like, it's so scary, I, I still remember how to do it. Yeah, if you, have you seen anything good lately? What, what are you watching? And then, like, I would try to see how many, like, movie recommendations I could get out of a person. You're such a perv. And, yeah, I used to get, like, three or four. I had, like, a long conversation with this lady when she's like, well, you know what I saw the other day that was really good? That Space Jam movie. It's really good. I, I thought it was fantastic. And, like, like we just go on and on, and, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a wrong number. I have to go. <laughs> like, goodbye.
0: Another most hilarious thing. What? When my brothers were big into prank calling people, yeah. my brother and his best friend Jake, they called this number in New York. Yeah, called him up. This guy answered, who was like at least sixty. Yeah, and they, sounding like thirteen, fourteen-year-old boys, which they were, were like, "Hey, uh, who is this?" And the guy like said who it was. And they were like, "Man, it's it's Jimmy." And the guy was like, "Jimmy." no way jimmy how are you man they talked for probably 45 minutes and they like my brother started making up he like i think it's recorded on their computer he made up this story like you remember that one time back you know back in middle school when i like totally pooped my pants in the hallway and i had to go to the bathroom and the guy was like oh yeah of course i remember that jimmy (laughs) it was the funniest they went on for like close to an hour Fake remembering, and I can never tell if the other guy was trolling too, or if they both—I don't know—or the guy was like delusional. It was hilarious, though.
3: It's my favorite thing to do in the world. Like I, I didn't like doing dumb phone, uh, dumb prank calls. You know, I like doing real ones where, like, I talk to people, try to get as much as I can out of them. It was, it was fun, man. (laughs) And also, it got me over my shyness pretty well. So, did you ever listen to?
2: The Jerky Boys yeah. or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, or, I listened to the Jerky Boys. Was that the influence?
3: In the uh, kind of. I mean, what they the did, I didn't boys? really do. But it sounds familiar, but I don't know.
2: It's way before her time. So they were a radio show, and eventually they got to the point where disc uh, shock jocks back in the day used to release CDs yeah. of like, their most their outrageous, outrageous pranks. And so the Jerky Boys were basically the DJs that started... The whole American prank calling thing—they were I've really heard. good at it. Um, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Like, because they are iconic. I mean, they sold millions. Of they albums. made a movie. Yeah. You
3: know, which was
2: awful. But if you haven't seen them, they're kind of funny. I don't know yeah. if they hold up, but I don't know if it holds up. But yeah, like I—I I don't know. I used to just more just like talking to people. Yeah, and they made prank calling illegal. The FCC—it's illegal to prank call um, on air on The radio. So anytime you listen to any morning zoo show they do they hire actors to do these bits it's awful and that, you, that's
3: how larry the cable guy got a
2: start yeah and during sweep weeks you can go to any big top 40 station throughout the country and hear the exact same promos yeah like the ex- verbatim word by word of the gag with different djs yeah, like, yeah. like that larry
3: the cable guy character was created mm-hmm. through doing that like dan whitney he was just a normal stand-up comic before then and then they're like, hey, man, this Larry character really like resonates with our target demographic, man. You should really stick with that. Maybe even take it on the road. See what happens, man.
5: What?
2: That's why I'm so afraid to like apply for a real radio job because I would get fired so quick. You think? I couldn't do that. If you tried to get me to – like if, a, if I got hired by a radio station and they said, we want you to be a morning zoo guy and be dangerous or work with a dangerous person in that – that woman that's not real intelligent but has to like play the real moralist role, couldn't do it. Really? Oh, I'd walk how much
3: money? How much money? Let's be real. No,
0: I, I can't be bought. My integrity can't be yeah. bought, except for <laughs> a lot of money.
2: Yeah. Except for a beautiful lady. Five hundred k a year. I'll take it. I don't it. think so. I'll take
0: it. I'm just saying out there to whoever's giving ten jobs out. <laughs> I'll would take do it. it. For ten dollars. I do I it for five hundred. I <laughs> do it for ten. bills.
3: Man, I I would do it just for the experience, man. Just to
2: be able to do it just once.
3: And then quit? Yeah. Just do it. (laughs) I don't know. I would do
2: it. I knew you would do it. That was a conversation that I had with Patrick Ramirez. We were talking about the writing style. Yeah. And I was talking about how when I was working in a newsroom, how I could see myself being a reporter because I'd be writing my story. Right? Yeah. It'd be edited by me but if i were a producer i'd be writing for other people and i was talking about how uncomfortable that would be i brought up a story about how you said your goal is to write in television oh that was last week with steve was silver was it last week uh-huh. where your goal is to write for television i don't understand how you can write something give it to someone else who then owns it and has creative over it
3: it's just an exchange you know i exchange it for money like the well doesn't run dry first of all And, you know, I can write certain things for other people that weren't, that don't really, I I can write stuff that I don't personally believe in. And the problem with me is that that you couldn't say, yeah, like I, the hardest thing for me with stand up is that I have to have conviction in what I'm saying. Like I could go up there and I could tell jokes. I have a lot of jokes written that are just jokes, you know, and like, I don't really care to tell them, you know, because it's not something I really stand behind or want my, like, I'm not firm about. So it's easy for me to sell all that stuff. You know, because it all doesn't come from the same place. Like, it's, like, similar, but it's not, like, you know, like, I'm not taking a joke away from myself by giving it to someone else. Like, I can think of jokes that are great for, like, the workaholics guys. You know, like, how I met your mother or something like that. I'll write a joke for that, and I'm, I wouldn't ever use that in my own act. So it doesn't bother me at all.
2: Hmm. That's confusing to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <That's> confusing. <laughs> Sasha's, like, what? really like, pondering face. Like... <gasps> I don't understand this. Like what's confusing, is that, exactly? like, the idea of
3: being able to write something for someone else?
2: So, I guess if I had to fill in for, like, Two and a Half Men, yeah. I could write that script. Like, it would make sense to me. But if I wrote a movie, right, or a documentary, and then just handed it over to somebody, and they created it, I don't know if I could be happy with that.
3: So, wait, would you... Like, happy in what sense? I don't quite understand. You wouldn't be happy with the final result? Or you wouldn't be happy with the fact that you're taking your name off of it?
2: Right. That I'm... If I were to write a movie, I would want to produce it, direct it. Um, not necessarily star in it, but I would want... That's, would that would be my baby. That would be my baby, right?
3: Well, see, like, my ultimate goal is to sell scripts. I don't even care if they get made. I just want to sell them. Because I want the money side of it. Like, I'm willing to exchange my creative energy for cash. Like, I'm perfectly fine with Like, I don't have to, like... To me, I'm not that as personally attached. Like, like, like I mean, there are some projects that I, I enjoy more than others. Like, there's some scripts, like, that I would probably want to make my own. But there's some that I definitely write with the intent to sell. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I'm going to start self-publishing short stories on Amazon. And some of them I write solely for money. And some of them I write because it's a story I want to tell.
2: Can you sell television in Salt Lake City or being so far from New York and LA? Oh
3: uh, yeah, yeah, you just, um, it's harder, it's a lot harder.
2: Because you're sending it and hoping that they see it, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, and you don't really have proper representation and it's, it's there's a lot of channels to go through. I'm nowhere near any anything at that point. I do know that George sold a couple scripts. George? George uh, Severson, my boss, at ABC4. Recently?
2: No, like he said, like, back in the day. Oh, I don't, that doesn't surprise me yeah. at all. He's tremendously talented.
3: Yeah, he told me he sold a couple scripts. I'm he knew to, about the, the writer's program I did. So. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the show. Yeah, that would be awesome. I like George a lot. But yeah, um, going back to it, I don't know. So do you have an issue with the, just n- you wouldn't exchange your creative work for cash is what I'm hearing. So like you wouldn't, if they
2: offered you 250K for that script you just wrote. I don't think that I could do anything that wasn't educational like i really like i don't think i could go outside of a documentary zone or i couldn't write a fictional book or i couldn't write a fantasy news uh, article for a magazine
3: like, you couldn't write for the newsroom or something like i don't think so why
2: is that do you think like is it just
3: like because you make it sound like it's an integrity issue i can't tell if this is be, an integrity yeah, no, issue because or creativity there's so issue.
2: many people that are completely full of yeah. in this town. Oh, he gets to swear. In media. <laughs> oh, we're allowed to on here. Yeah. We're allowed to. I just don't. And I don't like, I, I guess, I, I think that a lot of our problems as human beings is the content that we watch and read. Yeah. And it's a real dilemma for me because I believe in free expression. Yeah. I believe in free speech. Yeah. But I also believe that there has to be some type of media that's not only good, but that's informative, that's educational. And I don't know, I still believe cream rises
3: to the top. If you write something really good, it'll be recognized, you know? Yes, like, I don't disagree with that. So you just gotta write something really good. Yeah. You gotta write something that's genuine to you, that's, that's congruent with your beliefs and personality, because it shows. You know, it shows when, when someone writes something that they don't really believe in, it's always, it's very apparent. Stunningly. Yeah, it's always apparent, you know. But if you write something you believe, that's why I don't want to do stand up right now is cuz I just don't believe in it right now. Like it's not where I want to put my energy. Like it's and Doesn't it, it shows it? up on stage. Like I like I'm crap. Like I'm crap on stage <laughs> if I don't if my heart's not in it. It just shows. But don't you feel
0: like that's the same like writing for someone? Their heart's not in it. like you just wrote some it, for me I like only apply it to music. Like if I yeah. wrote a beautiful piece and gave it to some artist like their heart's not going to be in it cuz they didn't write it. And sometimes I even find like personal like issue with certain artists when I'm like you don't write anything. And yeah, you're great at singing, but it feels weird. Like it feels different finding out like someone like you think someone's really funny and they just have a writer. Yeah. And you're like why isn't that like it like takes something away f- for me, I feel like.
3: So like 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 if you heard that song Monster with Eminem and Rihanna. Yeah. yeah, she didn't write that hook. Yeah. Yeah, does that bother you?
0: Um it doesn't bother me. It's not like I hate the song or it's bad, but then it it makes it hard for me to look at like people as artists, like music exists because people wanted to make music Uh and like make, express their feelings through a medium that isn't just words. But then I don't get having like top performers that we sell out like Justin Bieber, who doesn't do anything himself. Like someone is writing everything and that's great that he can sing Uh it, but I know so many people who can sing it, who can also write it. It doesn't. They didn't. But they, some of them are, Ooh. and they're just Ooh. not getting backed by all this money. And instead, there's people with like minor ability who are having like awesome writers make them look really good. From and what and I for understand, me, that feels like a fraud.
3: From what I've learned from writing like, and what I've heard in the music industry, is that a lot of these upcoming artists write for the current ones. Like CeeLo Green, he did that song, Riding Round Town with the Girl mm-hmm. I Love. So yeah, see, I can't see. Yeah. Um, God, Bruno, <laughs> Bruno Marr. Have you heard
0: this Pretty song? Pretty Boy Thugs. Oh.
3: Bruno Mars wrote that song. Yeah. Yeah, and he gave it. He wrote it for CeeLo, and like that's kind of how you make your. That's how you make your dues. Like you have to show that you can write these hits in order to be put in front of that microphone. You know, Tina Fey wrote for SNL before she got Thirty Rock. You see what I'm saying? Like you have to put in your dues. It's all part of that pyramid system. Yeah, it is. It's a a legitimate pyramid
0: system. But I don't like it.
3: Yeah, but that's how it works. But it's only because how it works
0: it. if we just let it keep being how it works. Well,
3: no, no, because then you have people that circumnavigate the system, like Macklemore, for example. He didn't sign with anyone. He didn't do anything. He wrote his own songs. Ryan Lewis But made you notice beats. that.
0: People notice, like, the heart yeah. in his stuff because he writes it.
3: But it took a lot of work to get to that point. Oh, part, yeah. You know? It
0: takes – like, every musician puts in a lot yeah. of – I just feel like – I'm not saying people shouldn't give their music to people or write, but for me, as, like, a musician and just a listener and a consumer – it takes something away for me to know when someone, like not just if someone gives you a song, yeah. but if every song on your album was written by like three other people, for me, I'm like, I don't.
3: Yeah, but you also, it takes
0: away from it for me.
3: Think about it this way, though. It's the big leagues, you know, you got to make good content and you cannot be attached to that content. Like as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a writer myself, like I keep writing, like I'll, I'll write something and I'll be willing to just give it up if I have to, you know? Because I know that it'll always be there. You get better. As an artist, you get better the more and more you work at it. Like Eminem is better now than he was 10 years ago. He is. You know, and uh, uh, by hoarding like that and not writing and not doing that stuff, yes, you can stagnate as, as an artist. I definitely, would agree with you on that. But you also do have to deliver a product because the problem is is when you exchange it for crack cash, you turn yourself, crack, (laughs) when you exchange it for crack, you become Miley, sorry, no. (laughs) You definitely, you become a brand and with that brand comes an obligation to consistently create good work. You become a business investment. You're no
2: longer a person. Yeah. See, that's I think where all the conflict in my head gets. Yeah. Like that's why I haven't gone back into a newsroom Because I know that once I start applying myself into the, I'm going to be really good at it. Yeah. But then I'm going to be watching. I remember having a meeting with the general manager when I signed with ABC. And I came up there and asked a question when I was signing this 40-page contract. Yeah, ridiculously fast. And she was like, oh, I was so convinced you were going to ask me about another section about this, which was ownership of content. Yeah. That, uh, where at the entry level I was going into it, it had nothing to do with me. But if I were to go back, I would really, like, I don't, I don't, it's you a weird d- paradigm having the control of an audience but not owning your content. It's a big show, it's a big production, and it's a confusing production to me.
3: Yeah, it's tough. You know, that's why Johnny Carson lobbied so hard to have control over his own content. It's a very difficult thing to do. But, you know, you also do realize you are getting paid and you are getting the opportunity to do it. So you have to make some concessions. Like, look, man, no one's forcing you to write news. You know what I mean? No, sure. Like, if you want to get paid to do it and to be able to do it, you have to make those concessions. You know, it's like like if I say I do get a job writing for TV, you know, say it's on some show, say it's uh, give me a show. What's your favorite show? All right, fine. Community. <laughs> Get I don't watch TV. Just, she's just staring at me. 30 Rock? <laughs> Bad radio. Oh. <laughs> so she used to help me if I was too quiet. Um, oh, you are calling out our show I just there. don't love
0: TV. Yeah, oh. Okay, but the point I'm no, making is. No, that's not a TV show. So
3: back to the point. So say, say I write for community. Yeah, sure, you know, it would be cool, like. Oh, I can't remember my point now. Bad radio, sir. Yeah. <laughs> See, there it is yeah like with writing yeah like you just to be on the staff i mean yeah you know that could lead to it's always about where you're going next yes you know so you have to make these concessions you have to give up the good stuff once you get there you know you got to keep going you know you can't just hoard all the good ideas for yourself because you'll never have the opportunity to present them if you just sit on them you know you have to give it away you got to keep going man Mm -hmm. you know like there's no real like they're not going to give you your own show right off the bat you know what I mean? Maybe like, it's like a one in a million show, you know, and it happens and sometimes it's really good shows and sometimes they're really terrible shows, you
2: know? But it really is a lot and it's not easy. It's a lot of developing. Yeah. It yeah. takes years to get good at anything you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And I would rather be in the writer's room, you know, my nose to the grind, you know, just putting it out than to be sitting at home and writing up some idea for a show that'll never get published or created, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: You heard it here first. Johnny just wants to put it
2: out there. Yeah, he wants to throw it out and throw world. it out
3: exactly, and that's why I'm going to start self-publishing all these books and short sto- well more short stories than books. Johnny, just because I got to get them out, I got to get them out. I'm not going to sit on these stories anymore. I'm just going to get them out. It's about time. Yeah, well, I've had the time to write. I'll read them here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll you record your audio out. book. I am. Re- I'm <laughs> recording. I'm going to release those audio books too. Oh, yeah. who are you going to get to do the voiceover? Can I do I'm like, just like a- do it. I write from the eye, so. You write women. from the eye. What does that mean? First person perspective. I.
2: Oh, yeah. you should do third person. I don't like third person. <laughs> it's incongruent to my voice. <laughs> incongruent. Yeah. With incongruency. We're going to break. Awesome. Yay, baby. Are you coming back for the second half of this hour, or are you peacing out? Uh, yeah, I could stay till late. Beautiful.
0: Great. Yeah. Well, we'll be uh, right back.
2: Well, I'm pumped for some commercials,
1: so. Hey, guys. This is Dwayne Perkins, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. You know it.
5: England now All the wars that were won to lost Somehow don't seem to matter very much anymore All
3: the lies we were told All the lies of the people running round Their castles are burned We're the same as we ever were. You are here with All Ute Radio.
2: You heard this, Johnny McKeon? No, what is this? This is New School's new song game time.
3: I can't find them on uh,
2: YouTube. Yeah. New
3: dollar sign shul. Sure? Shul? Like new school with a dollar sign but we call it new
2: dollar sign shul.
3: So it's. I thought it was K-O-O-L. No any W.
2: N-E-W then, N-E-W uh, oh, Money okay. Signs C-H-O-L It's like okay. school
0: spell with a Kesha S
2: okay. so A Kesha S That's what we're calling The dollar driver? side now She just dropped that By the way Yeah I know Former that. Kesha S After rehab Or something <laughs> like that Little yeah. loser She's supposed to be a genius, what I heard. Really? Yeah. So this is the official theme song for the women's basketball team. This is dope. <laughs> They're really talented. Yeah.
3: I, I, I don't know. I never really got to know Zach, but it seems like a nice guy. I got no beat.
0: They want me to record with them, and then I got a hold of them, and they never with me again. Oh, somebody it's record catchy. him quick! He's dancing.
2: It's <laughs> I'm not doing back-to-back videos with him. Vogi, <laughs> so oh, memories. The promo in between this commercial break was Dwayne Perkins, funny man from New York City.
3: Yes, uh, New York. Uh, he's from Brooklyn originally. Trans- transported himself to Los Angeles. His yeah, he's got a podcast. It's called Movie Night. And if you follow him on Twitter, he posts about it all the time at funny D P F U N N Y, letter D,
2: letter P. Yes, we've had him on the show once. Funny D P. Yeah. I actually just made a whole listing of every person we've interviewed, and we will be putting that on Facebook in the next two days. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then at KUinternetRadio.org, we have redone our website. So if Looks you go good. to the on demand tab, go to talk shows, you'll see O U Radio. And you can now go all the way back pages to and pages one. of them yeah awesome. there's 18 pages out there and we are going to get dwayne perkins back we're going to effort our best because he is hilarious he's one of my favorite people that'd like, be so
3: fun like i don't know i could i could i like him a lot like uh i got to talk to him at the club and it was really cool like got to talk to him for like two hours and he's so what do you talk did to get, you about just we just talked a about life about the biz well, writing styles, we traded some notes on writing. Mm-hmm. you know I gave him some feedback, he gave me some feedback. It was way cool yeah. good guy.
2: So cool. for all your all the fans of Dakota Force, the third partner in crime on old Ute radio, yes. he'll be on at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just can't give twenty minutes up of having Johnny McKee <laughs> in time <laughs> I know. on yeah. yeah. old Ute radio like you just miss him yeah i got I gotta bounce at eight, so what yeah. are you doing tonight?
3: um See, I washed the cat, so that's done. You washed a cat? Yeah. <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> I Maybe. washed. He's I look like I washed a cat, <laughs> but I don't actually You're know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found this while I was at work, and I, it was more right, prominent back right, then. But right. I was like, what happened?
3: Hey, Rebecca, Becca. No, I'm sad. There's people you can talk yes. to. There's I do. It's you Sasha every week. Yeah, there's places you <laughs> can go hours. to get away from Sasha.
0: <laughs> they should have, like. Old Ute Counseling.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Gumshoe Bloom is on the case. (laughs) We can start an advice line if you want.
0: I'm practically a psychologist.
2: I'll do some amateur psychology on these.
0: Six weeks, guys, and I'm practically certified. You know
3: what, you guys? Email your questions to Old Ute Radio, your predicaments, your Dear Abby's. At gmail.com. At gmail.com, yes, exactly, and they will... Respond. Even if
0: it's weird.
2: On Especially air. Especially
0: if it's weird. Dear
2: Abby yeah. is awful. Dude, yeah. it well, that's is because they cherry uh, pick. They probably don't even accept submissions. It's, a pun- I have a, it's more of the grammar issue with me. Uh. Oh,
0: it's hard mm. to read. Yes. It's hard to read.
3: I can't remember the last time I read a Dear
2: Abby. <laughs> it, well, oh, it's start. been a while for yeah. me. <laughs> I, I encourage the downfall of my friends, I, but don't do you that. You know what one. I used to love? <laughs> huh.
0: The Reader's Digest jokes. I used to read those all the I time. I used to read, and the stories, the funny stories. Yeah. I would like... I would read those all the
3: time. Reader's oh. Digest was awesome. Right? I know.
0: The little I, tiny yeah. Reader's Digest. I used
3: to read it all the time in a uh, uh, hospital because my mom worked in the hospital. So I was always at the hospital. Boring doing adult places is where yeah. I always read them because there was no,
0: like, nothing fun for a kid yeah, yeah, to where read.
3: Where's the highlights for and kids? Exactly. <laughs> and then
0: I discovered Reader's Digest. And I was like, they got jokes in here and like yeah. riddles. And so I started reading it and it never stopped except for now. Now I stop.
2: So. Do you guys hear that? I do. It sounds like a squirrel. a bug, like something's in here, like. Tsh, 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 sounds like tsh. a squirrel, doesn't
0: it? It's Johnny.
2: It's my mic. <laughs> Johnny's scratching at the pop talking. filter.
0: He's like. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, cracky. Sorry.
0: <laughs> His voice is a little raspy today. It's That's weird. That's just him being breathing. On
3: it's it's weird coming back. Why? It is. It's just weird. Like, Cause you can hear yourself. No, I always I could always hear myself. I know,
0: but like weirdly.
3: <laughs> no. It's all echoey. No, it's just it's had a lot of good times here, you know? That is so <laughs>
0: inappropriate. I can't stop laughing at it.
2: <laughs> what kind of noise is that?
0: It sounds like a rat. Like, if there was a rat in your wall scratching at it, that's exactly what it would sound like.
2: Wait, turn my mic off real quick. Scratch, 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 scratch.
0: Aw, he's moving.
2: <laughs> that is What a bizarre. sweetie pie so where are we gonna see you next Johnny what is the next thing Johnny McKeon's gonna do in media you're talking about releasing stuff can you give updates or anything like that um is this mic on yes it sure
0: is (laughs) I'm standing so so I can
3: um, see you yeah I'm gonna start self publishing some books on Amazon just short stories stuff that I've written between 7,000 and 12,000 words what kind of topics uh, it's mostly like transgressional fiction like if you're familiar with the writings of like chuck Palahniuk, he did like fight club and stuff like that mm-hmm. a lot of them are also romantic they have like a romantic inclination uh, there's going to be some comedy elements some of them are horror it's really i'm just writing anything i feel like yeah, just making like stories it. out of it yeah <laughs> you're okay. a
2: good writer for anyone that doesn't hasn't yeah, Most true. people haven't read your stuff.
3: No, they really haven't, and that's why I'm releasing them. Because like, I have a bunch, and uh, I'm commissioning some covers soon, and I'm excited to upload them. And they will be available at uh, reasonable prices, between a dollar and $3.
2: And you're going to call OU Radio and let us know about this so that we yeah. can I'll come back. give you some plugs. You yeah. can come back. Yeah, I'll come back. So you are gonna be a friend of the show again? Yeah, totally. You're not gonna run away and not talk to us and, and beat me up on Twitter like you do all the time. <laughs> At Johnny. He never McCann? beats
0: me up on Twitter. No. Nah. Maybe <laughs> I'd tweet more.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I was being attacked I would defend myself.
3: But yeah, yeah. I'm just working on writing right now. Just yeah, I just I needed a break from everything and it's been good for me. I you know, I've I moved out of my parents' house, I got a car. I don't have to take the trash. You got a
2: Prius, right? Nah, Honda. Ki- oh, I thought you got a Fiat. Nah. No? I thought you got nah, a Fiat. It, did, uh, it didn't have enough headroom. I thought
0: J-Lo convinced you in all those commercials <laughs> and you got a Fiat. Uh,
3: not even. Not even. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, uh, I got a little bit of funding to put together a web series, but that's a little bit further down the road. Which I mean, you would star in, right? Yes, it would be about me and... Uh, and I don't want to put out the premise yet because I haven't secured anything but it's going to be interesting. Um, as far as stand up goes, I'm definitely I'm taking a break, you know, I barely go lately anyways, so I'm just taking time off just to write and further solidify my voice.
2: Well, I'm going to start going more. I'm you should, going You should
3: go every week. It's a good time.
2: Yeah, I can't go this week cuz I got my kid, but I'm going Friday and Saturday to both shows for Steve yeah. Solberg. At wise guys in ogden because i'm going to do some work for them that's awesome
3: yeah yeah and you guys on wednesdays in the west valley wise guys it's five bucks show starts at seven you guys should check it out it's a tight you know two two and a half hours it's fantastic there's a lot of good talent and then sometimes even the people that are coming on the weekend they show up and do a set it's awesome
2: yes i saw let's see i went two weeks ago i saw jay whitaker patrick ramirez steve Solberg. Colin Waters and Guy Seidel as, I would say, the professional Salt Lake comedians. Hysterical.
3: Yeah, yeah. Those are all headlining guys. Yeah.
2: And then you get all other types of people that uh, some are racist, some are some awful, racist. some are young and upcoming. Some are hilarious. Uh, the two boys at KU do a fantastic job. Yeah. I'm not going to plug their names until they uh, follow through with what they said. You're on punishment, boys. Hmm. I'm going to r- report to you. My fearless leader and your boss, Will <laughs> Hatton, tomorrow at the Lunchbox Series at the Library Plaza. Yeah, you hear that? Sasha's going to tell on you. Yes, I am. He's, such a He's going narc. tattle. I'm the, the tattletale kid. you such a little tattletale The tattletale kid. <laughs> yep. That's not fair. Yeah, let's not,
0: let's not let Give that slip under. Pro- Lunchbox.
3: <laughs> I'm Sasha Blue, but that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yuck. I'm uh, plugging. I missed you, Sasha. <laughs>
0: I missed you. Miss you this too. is tender yeah. where's the beautiful music yeah. something yeah. should have just gone off there
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just fail at the boards so we're Lunchbox going to break tomorrow. yes yeah. we're going to break we're going to take some selfie photos of Johnny Oh yeah, uh, yeah
3: i'm gonna head out selfie. um dakota's
2: gonna be on at the top of the hour and so i got some Damian marley and the professor and a malcolm x mashup that i made awesome. so when we get back we are talking hacktivism hackers all things weird on the internet with a rubber duck. So, y'all rubber duck. We appreciate you.
0: We'll be back.
3: There's a worldwide revolution going on. And in my opinion, the young generation of white, black, brown, whatever else there is, you're living at a time of extremism, a time of revolution. What is it revolting against? The power structure. The American power structure?
2: No. The French power structure? No. The English power structure? No. Then what power structure? An international Western power structure.
3: And I, for one, will join in with anyone. Don't care what color you are, as long as you want to change this miserable condition that exists on this earth. There's got to be a change. People in power have misused it, and now there has to be a change, and a better world has to be built, and the only way it's going to be built is with extreme methods. So what you and I have got to do is get involved. You and I have to be right there breathing down their throat. Every time they look over their shoulder, we want them to see us. Once
2: those intentions are made
3: known, we can get to the nitty-gritty of the problem. We can get to the core of the problem. We can get to the root of
5: the problem. And then we can correct the problem.
3: A breaker one nine, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me,
2: big pen? Come on, boy. Oh, yeah, ten four, big pen, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flag Town. Come on, yeah, it's a
1: big ten four there,
2: big pen. Yeah, we did. This here's rubber duck. Good, buddy.
1: good, good to be back in the studio like with my main man, Sasha the Genghis Han. Of
2: June and I didn't say that was your name I but failed gave that up.
0: <laughs> I failed and your mic wasn't on
2: Becca there's nothing in this world you can do That would make you fail I Well I failed it a little bit
0: <laughs> I did a baby fail
1: <laughs> a baby fail. But we're Failures back Failures are only opportunities to succeed the next time <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did he
2: get a shirt?
1: I haven't mailed it yet
0: Did he see it? Yeah
1: Yes yeah. But I, will, I did see it. It's fantastic, Becca. And thank you so much. And, and <laughs> welcome back to all you radio. We missed you last week. Oh,
2: I missed you guys. No, he's lying. He didn't even show up himself because he had to go see <laughs> about a lady.
1: Ooh, you saw a lady I was here. I was here. I was
2: on the radio. Oh, you were. That's right. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, my heavens. Yeah. (laughs) We just made fun of him, and it wasn't even warranted. No,
2: it was was the recording issue. We had a a breakdown on our recording.
0: I know. I listened to the show, but I didn't get to listen to you, and so I missed you extra because that part wasn't on
2: there. I will personally say that last week was the best radio show done in the state of Utah. It was fantastic radio, especially when I gaffed because I was running the board, and I don't do it very often. (laughs) So like during the third or fourth break, like I left the mics on the whole time. <laughs> I just so want to know what we said during those breaks. <laughs>
1: I know. I wish that was recorded. That was so good because usually when we go to break, like things get a little loose. <laughs> I know. That's yeah, what I, that I was nice wondering. To see how that fed through the promise. <laughs> he told me
0: that it happened before he told me that like it didn't get recorded. And I was like, what? Can I listen? We get, we get a little crazy when the mics go off.
2: Of course we do <laughs> we take selfies and do all that oh kind yeah of
0: stuff. selfies all day hey guys new exciting news <laughs> yes all well, you radio has an instagram made 30 seconds ago by me hooray it doesn't have a picture yet but it's about to but it has a little like icon for us and it's the facebook picture oh. so follow us on instagram at all Ute radio
2: yes and on
1: Twitter. yeah and and for all you listeners out there if you're following radio via pictures You may have missed the message.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys.
1: Just such a quick
2: guy. (laughs) Such a
5: quick guy.
2: (laughs) So, uh, thank you to Johnny McKeon. At Johnny McKeon. Professional TV guy. Soon to be writer. Overall, good friend. Co-host. Ex-co-host of the show. Now just friend of the show. Good work, sir. Appreciate (coughs) you.
1: Yeah, Johnny, if you're listening out there, which you're probably not, but I had a great intro for you. Like, I've been looking, I've been thinking about it all day. I was really excited to do some radio with the the historic Johnny McKeon. But unfortunately, um, you got tired, so have sweet dreams.
0: <laughs> oh, we're the worst.
1: <laughs> we're such
2: backstabbers. I know, we're all no, friendly. No, no. We're like super friendly no, fun. I, I thought he
1: was going to be here. I was going to say it right to his face. did well, not him. I, I, no,
2: I didn't know what to do. Because like, we've never done four people with you on the internet. And I just, it's a lot of noise and going back and forth. And I'm just trying to create good content for our listeners. So,
1: last Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to distract them with too much greatness. You know? yes. If you stare into the sun too long, you will go blind. The same effect happens to your ears. (laughs) You have an
2: eargasm. (laughs) You guys,
0: I did something so awful this
2: week. You got married? No, I didn't get married. I'm
0: sorry. I took a selfie in the gym mirror. Oh, let me see it. But listen, first off, the gym is under my work building and there's only me in it ever. (laughs) Because it's like a work gym, you know, and if you go at the right time, there's no one. And it's because I've never seen my bicep before, and I could see it. (laughs) I'm serious. I, like, have always worked out, but, like, never, like, defined bicep. You know? It's, like, always just kind of there a little. I saw it, you guys. I took a gym selfie, and then I felt so shameful afterward.
1: Well, uh, I, I hate to interrupt you, Becca, but back when I was a kid, a gym selfie made something totally different. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing selfies since the 80s, and they weren't pictures.
0: They, Oh, my
2: gosh. You're so cute.
0: You guys, I have a bicep now.
2: <laughs> it's the funnest. You should become a WWE wrestler. I
0: have seriously considered it. When I was doing boxing, I was like, maybe I should.
1: Or become a Thai bow boxer. Oh. I don't know that <laughs> that 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 feminine MMA has become very competitive and
2: really fun to watch. Did you hear the great <laughs> breaking news today? No. Ronda Rousey said she wants to f- compete in Wrestlemania 31 next year
1: because she's garbage as an MMA fighter. We hey. knew that.
2: Hey. hey,
1: hey. Yeah, yeah, join the scripted <laughs> ranks of those who <laughs> pretend like they can fight. You know, get get out of a real sport and join entertainment wrestling or whatever you call that.
0: I wanna be an entertainment no, I don't. I'm just kidding. I, I couldn't even finish that statement.
2: I wanna be a manager. <laughs> Travel the world yelling at really good looking guys and making bad money
1: and making it marker of myself.
0: Sounds like a dream. Yes.
1: I love that you I love that your first I love that your first thought is I wanna look at guys. I want to look at guys. Well no. You 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 don't
2: listen very well, sir. For a guy that works in an audio audio medium, you sure have bad
1: hearing, sir. I've never been um accoladed as my ability to listen. <laughs> it's all about I'm not you. Not saying it's my biggest <laughs> strength,
0: but it's not.
1: I am an egomaniac, I will admit that. I I I like me more than I like the rest of you guys. Whatever. But, um, I
0: like you guys more than I like <laughs> me. Did you know that? Oh,
1: that that is not a recipe for success, my dear. Well, <laughs> I don't like... You must be the most beautiful thing on the planet. <laughs> I don't like either of you. I love both of you.
0: Oh, you guys, this is getting so smushy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should talk about, like, guns and stuff.
2: Well, we're getting into activism. Oh, I have journalism. some things to say about stuff. Well, let's start we'll now.
0: Well, go, because I've got eight more minutes before I leave. <laughs>
2: Where's your snap after that, sweetheart? Come on, guys, let's go.
0: I don't have all day, and I'm not getting any younger.
1: <laughs> go wash your hands. I can hear it now, sir.
0: Go. Remember?
1: Well, I, I, after Yuck last go. week, in our, and our, um, our look into Mr. Barrett Brown, I felt like it was my responsibility to maybe bring to light not only his uh, particular situation of incarceration. But also, what it is he was doing and what he was looking into, which caused that situation.
5: Mm -hmm. So,
1: I've spent this last week digging into the research he was doing and why it was that our government found him to be so threatening that they needed to uh, incarcerate this individual. You know, a very mild mannered, for the most part, uh, you know, 32 year old man who was really only looking at our interests as american citizens and our privacy and his main goal as a journalist was digging into the privacy of american citizens and what it is we should be allowed as citizens our privacy in that sake so i uh, i did some digging and uh, i dug up some very interesting things and mm-hmm. all these things are available out there on the interweb like I didn't do any better research than the rest of you are capable of, but I feel my responsibility to be here live on the radio to <laughs> laugh at my friend Sasha.
2: I'm not laughing at you, sir. Yes, he is. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is this is radio, man. You gotta you gotta be honest. Well, get to it then. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sasha's impatient. Okay.
1: No. Well, I also informed my co host Sasha that I was going to be doing this research, so the fact that you have <laughs> nothing to say speaks volumes to what you've done with your last week.
2: Hey, I had a very important week this week, sir. Uh, I worked yes, a bunch, all and I got weeks a haircut. Are important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: worked a bunch, got a haircut, and brushed his beard.
2: Yes.
1: It's yeah. been a full so weekend. Someone He's tired. Else cut your hair. Yep. <laughs> I wrote the check. Good. Good you work, use the so check. I don't even have a I checkbook. Don't lie. Yeah, come
2: on. Oh, that's all I use anywhere I go. <laughs> Debug people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't shop at places that don't take checks. <laughs> I don't and like. Then, and then I'll patiently sit there and like mm. actually do my register line also. Oh, there. Make sure you check yeah. your balance and uh, everything. And like people at the grocery store. Get like, out the
0: calculator and make sure you deduct and like have your balance ready yeah. for and the line.
2: People like say things under their breath at stores or go like. <sighs> like all impatient <laughs> and i and then i'll just look at him for like like mad dog i mean look at him and, and then i'll slowly get back is i do a whole production and oh yes.
0: <laughs> and it's always better at the places where their like check abilities are super slow so they have to run it like ch- ch-
2: oh when you go to reams so and you write slow. a check at reams it's like a 15 minute thing <laughs> <laughs>
0: so about that research
2: <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> He's just looking
1: at me with this. Rubber duck. <laughs> Come on, rubber duck. Don't hold a grudge. If, if any of you out there on Radio Land can hear me shaking my head, it's happening right now. He's
0: shaking it so hard you might be able to hear it. That's the weird yeah. thing. <laughs> just giggle right. fest. No
1: more funny business. No more laughing or, or we're gonna get radio. in trouble. Yeah. No, Old you radio is all about the funny business. And I think we read this quote last week about Anonymous. You know, The whole point is let's make our lives humorous and intelligent. So you don't have to be staunch to be an intelligent person. You can also laugh at everything that you see in the world that seems silly. Because that's what our, that's what our main man, Barrett Brown, was talking about when he got arrested. He was just laughing at the state of affairs in this country. And it is staggering to me as a member of this country to feel as though no one is as frustrated about what's happening as we are. Yeah. Because me here on All Ute Radio is feeling very, very upset with the way our government is working. I do not like my government, no. and I want to say out loud: it sucks. You guys need to get your things together. That was
0: nice censoring right there, your things.
1: Yeah, you did better yeah. than I did yeah. today. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Johnny brings up the, the fire in Sasha. Yeah,
2: I said a swear word, but instantaneously it got bleeped out, so I was happy about that.
0: I said a no-no.
2: Self-censorship here at Ute Radio. We endorse it. Thank you.
1: Yes, and speaking of censorship, this is specifically what Barrett Brown was dealing with, the censorship of this country. Well, I'm just going to dive into it. I don't even care. Head I'm going to dive right go. into
0: it. In like four <laughs> minutes, I'm going to interrupt you really rudely, and I'm going to leave and make it a big deal. But till then, you've got Perfect. a couple if minutes. You can,
1: if you can dance across the stage as you leave, I I'll would I'll stomp on that.
0: all the buttons on the board.
1: So there's some really great companies that he was looking into. Um, the uh, parent company is a company called Cubic, and uh, they have since 2008 purchased... A number of uh subsidiary companies namely Aberaxis, uh dauntless tartan as well as systems from animizer trapwire and intrepid so part of why barrett brown got into so much trouble was he was trying to dig mm-hmm. into who these companies were actually owned by but it t- turns out that the uh Majority holdings of these companies were held by an ex-CIA employee by the name of Richard Helms, who was the director of the European branch of the CIA. So after Richard Helms was uh, unseated from his position as the uh, CIA's European correspondent, he got involved with a company called Abaraxxus. Abaraxxus, for those of you who don't know, is a term that comes from work by a famous author, and it's been drawn into the the common light. So (laughs) when this Abaraxxus company was acquired by Cubic, uh, it was also intending to acquire Tartan, And um, Dauntless. The programs that these two companies were uh, mainly involved in is a company, uh, a program called Trapwire, which is one of the main reasons that um, he was indicted. Trapwire is a program which utilizes all of the data acquired from cameras and private security cameras, all of these are uploaded onto the internet. So Trapwire acquires this data and uses not only facial recognition software, but also utilizes movement data. And so it can actually catalog an individual without facial recognition based on the way that they move, based on the way that they, their mannerisms. And this was initially applied during the Occupy Wall Street movement. So during the Occupy Wall Street movement, Trapwire was instituted by the U.S. government to catalog all of the individuals who were involved in the Occupy Wall Street movement and not only catalog their facial features – but begin to catalog how it is that their mannerisms function on camera.
2: So this was so done now in a public setting,
1: right? Absolutely, yes. I mean, th- this was done in a public setting and no uh, private was done through – No, this was done with security cameras. This was done with okay. public security cameras that are co-opted by this program, routed to a private server, and then run – Uh, mathematical algorithms to identify how these individuals move and their mannerisms so they can be identified in other situations. Now, this is all well and fine if it is that we're dealing with national security. I mean, me as an American, I support our national security, and I believe that it is helpful for our country to not have uh, foreign nationals killing and bombing and destroying the things that we as Americans work hard to support on that same hand this technology was not used for that and what came to light through Barrett Brown's research was that this technology was being employed all over the world in the United Kingdom in Scotland and in the Middle East but also being applied here in the United States and primarily trapwire. On record, is stated to say that they are interested in the movements and analysis of anarchist groups in this country and how anarchist groups function and move in the United States. And that, for me, was a very big red flag. Why? Because no longer— These
2: groups are—and I'm just playing the devil's advocate here—these groups are seen as a threat to— American capitalism into uh, safety of a normal citizen.
1: They're a distraction, right? Well, I mean, more than a distraction. And and like we said last week, I mean, the the hacker group Anonymous was considered one of one hundred most influential people in America. I mean, this is not just a subsidiary of the. American population this has become a significant majority and i think what we as americans need to realize is i mean we're dealing with a we're we're dealing with a 46% voting rate half of our population isn't even interested in what the government's doing so groups like anonymous and groups who are interested in the quote unquote anarchist movement are essentially only asking for american citizens to Cease believing that the government has their best interests and start and start aligning themselves with the opportunity for people who live amongst them. Your neighbors might have your best interests much more than your politicians do. And we should stop paying money into this system. So
2: just so that we're on the same page, because I think that we're having a language barrier here. What do you mean by an anarchist group? Is that a hate group? Is that a separatist group? What is an anarchist group?
1: I mean, the, the, the definition of the term itself leads to a little bit of anonymity. I mean, an anarchist group in the sense of the term is not a group at all. I mean, a true anarchist, anarchist group is not a group. It is individuals who have particular beliefs about their own life, and are not willing to subject themselves to the particular beliefs of the world around them. So
2: if we take And that's what makes if we take anarchism, anarchism is a political philosophy that advocates stateless societies often defined yada yada yada. Yeah, so that is I could see that being an absolute direct threat to any government. Now most of these anarchists aren't violent. They're more about getting agenda removed or resolved or more fair right but what we're not talking about is white separatists uh we're not talking about black separatists we're not talking about you know the 13th
1: street kids from el salvador right there's a distinction certainly certainly i mean many of the and i'm not going to say all of them because there are anarchist groups which which tend to be violent or tend to be extreme in, in, in their political uh, agendas, but the main focus of a lot of these, especially cyber anarchist groups, is to disrupt the flow of currency. Is to disrupt the economic model of this country, which is driving people in the direction of destitution. So this is, not, this is not anarchism in the sense of let's go hurt people or let's go destroy things. This is anarchism in the sense of our country is not being governed in a manner which supports the health and well-being of your average everyday citizen, you know, especially with these cyber anarchist groups because they're only fighting for internet freedom. They're not even fighting for real freedom. They're not even fighting for freedom from poverty or freedom from unnecessary incarceration. They want to keep its original
2: intent by the owner, which he gave it as an open source document, which wasn't allowed to be controlled by any government. It was for the human being, not for a political organization, not for a government, irregardless of what happened on there. It was a free source thought machine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can look at, you know, I don't know how woo-woo spiritual anybody wants to get, but you can look at the internet essentially as an analogous attempt at universal consciousness. You know, here is a source where anyone can share their thoughts and ideas. It doesn't matter how left or right or crazy or sane or focused in one direction or another. The whole concept of open source information on the internet was based on the fact that there should be no judgment because this is just our opportunity as individuals to express our concept of information it doesn't mean it, it doesn't matter if it's misinformation because that's up to every single individual who looks at the internet to decide what it is that they believe and the protection of that model i believe is very important for the growth of the human spirit in this country abroad and all across any nation we need to be able to have free open and honest communication with no risk of incarceration based on our thoughts or ideas there is no way in my mind that I could ever conceive any of my thoughts or ideas should be jailable offenses this is my freedom as an individual. I live in my own mind, and I cannot be persecuted for that.
2: Speaking of Barrett Brown, he was a trained journalist. I don't know if he was involved in a newsroom during the time of his arrest. I believe he – you know, he pro- I guess he was. He, he had his own group of journalists he worked with. But in our Constitution, the United States of America's Constitution – First Amendment, freedom of press. The reason why that was installed was because a journalist, a press organization, is supposed to be a watchdog for their community on their government. And I think you can make the argument vice versa too. It was designed to protect, the journalist was designed to be an open window for transparency for the government. That way a journalist can go sit in the courtroom instead of, uh, you know, person having to take away from the fields or from the nursery or whatever. And I think one of the most shocking things about this is, A, the media is not talking about it really anywhere. You know, you'll get journalist outlets that are kind of fringe or seen as fringe. But you're not getting the CNNs, the Foxes, the ABCs, the NBCs, the CBSs, Nightly News, Reuters, the Associated Press. You're not getting any mainstream stuff on it. But he's a journalist. They should be fighting for his freedoms. It's weird to me.
1: No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, this, this issue, when you really break it down and separate all of the information and all of the, you, you know, activism, like that's one of the things that's kind of been bothering me is that everyone's calling Barrett Brown an activist. And quite honestly, he has never done anything other than journalism. He's not promoting another form of government. He's not promoting an anti form of government. He is reporting on actual facts that have happened in the actual world and doing them as honestly as he possibly can. And to see an individual punished for their attempts at truth is everything that this country, I believe, should be fighting against. And you let's... know, we need. Truth.
2: Let's remember what prison is, especially when you're facing – I don't think it's 105 years anymore. I think he's down to 70 years because they've been cutting some charges.
1: Well, well, no, and as of yesterday, they actually dropped all of the charges but two. But I haven't been able to find anywhere that they are saying which two charges he's still facing. There have been no reports over the last week, even though the government has come forward – since the last time we were on radio, and they already dropped a few then, but in the last week they've dropped all but two charges, and nowhere on the internet is reporting which charges he's still facing. Yeah, they're, they're going to get
2: sued, man. This kid's going to walk.
1: It just doesn't well, make but, sense. Well, but but he's going to walk into what? You know, he's going to walk back into a complacent society. You he's going to
2: walk. And that's the problem. I see. Here's my worry for him: is his heart's going to fill with hatred and contempt. In despair, not no. only no, yes, no, he's yes, a heroin yes, yes. addict, man. Heroin
1: <laughs> addicts don't hate anything; oh. they love it all. It feels great.
2: Well, it's a bitter situation because if he does do long-term jail, he loses the right to breed. He loses the right to see his family pass away. In terms of his mom, there's no for for being a journalist for sharing information. Now, the real argument is which I haven't seen them bring up, but him criminal trespassing, breaking into computers. That's the real argument of hacking is in in traditional journalism, you have have sources that you're allowed to get. You have sources you're not allowed to get, some of it to protect the government, some of it to protect the private citizen. He didn't go through those traditional routes, right? He didn't contact... Oh company. no,
1: no, no, he absolutely did. And that's the reason why they dropped most of these charges. Okay, is because his his work in linking the information that was stolen via the Anonymous group had nothing to do with his personal work. He was, as a journalist, doing research into information which was available currently on the internet and then linked the source to his story. So the fact that he had data available quicker from places like uh, Anonymous is no different than your, um, you know, Wall Street traders being fed information about stock changes before they happen. Well,
2: see, the reports I had read these... is that they actually got into the computer systems of these spy agencies
1: Yes, and they have gotten into them, but they have not been able to cooperate or um, identify for any way that he was involved with the hack that happened on H.B. Gary that stole the information that he got indicted for. So he had no connection to any of the illegal activity which went on by the group Anonymous in order to get H.B. Gary's, you know, three million emails, but... He was part of digging through those emails and bringing to light the information such as the Intrepid program. And for all of those who are not familiar with the Intrepid program, this is an organization run by Cubic through Abaraxxus, through Tartan, and all run by Richard Helms, former CIA operative and director of the European Division of the CIA, which creates a virtual army. What they've done with the Intrepid program is they have created millions, potentially, of online personas with detailed background stories so that you can't really uncover that they're false personas that are populating social media sites and shoring up American interest. So you have a company whose job is to create fake people to populate your Facebook and your Twitter and all of your accounts that you're familiar with and give popular opinion which supports U.S. policy. This is a very dangerous situation. And our United States Central Command, the United States Central Command paid 2.7 million dollars of our taxpayers money to help propagate these sock puppet personas in order to shore up United States support that's not their responsibility this I don't think their responsibility is to create fake people no you have to push agendas though I think it's And you have to and you have to push agendas when they're not part of the popular opinion and that's part of what Barrett Brown was looking into, is it's not about pushing agendas. It's about pushing agendas that no one supports because if people aren't behind you as a government, you can't do it. So rather than getting people behind you, they hired a company to create fake people to be behind them to convince the rest of us who are so sleepy and tired and need to go to bed, Johnny McKeon, before (laughs) it's time to really get to business.
2: It's concerning. If you believe in indoctrinations and pervasive control mechanisms, the buying of Twitter account followers, the buying of likes on Facebook accounts and Tumblers and everything else, some might say that that is a is a softening up point for a, allowing this. Uh, you know that the fakeness. And or is that way off?
1: On top. of well, I'm saying on top of that, too, is, like, the fact of how closely these organizations are tied. You know, if you, if you try and do any research on either Aberaxis or Cubic or Intrepid or Tartan or Trapwire or Endgame Systems, who is headed by Aaron Burr, who's the director of H.B. Gary as well, the, the individuals involved in these quote-unquote cybersecurity systems – they're not out to make anything safer and quite honestly there are many quotes on the books from all of these companies stating that their primary target is american quote unquote anarchists so we're not looking for terrorists we're not looking for overseas individuals who are seeking to destroy this country these systems are specifically designed to look at american citizens and their connections with anarchist groups because those anarchist groups have lost faith in the american system and we want something different we demand change and when you demand change in this country you're met with one thing incarceration and it's a very it's a very slippery slope until we find ourselves in the same position that they are in many other democratic countries when if you disagree with the government there's a military presence in the street and in this country we have decided that rather than a military presence we can control you through a cyber presence and that's the new move do you think the government or the politicians who
2: are very wealthy they really don't see what's going on out in the public in terms of I mean they're setting up a All throughout universities and colleges in the United States, there's food drives going on for students. There's, you know, the food bank reserves are going through all-time lows because there's such high demand. You know, prison population out of control because it is almost becoming impossible to not only live in a healthy environment, but then to be cool and interactive with cool things because... It's a dollar sixty-five for a twenty-ounce
1: Dr. Pepper. That's insane. What the hell? What the heck are you doing drinking Dr. Pepper for your health? If you want to throw away a dollar twenty-five for a soda pop filled with sugar and and poisonous chemicals, you know, okay, I mean, you're already so well down so you're the path. close
2: to four dollars a gallon for milk. You know, you're you're at three thirty, three sixty-five for a carton of eggs. What I'm talking about is it's very expensive to live that, you know, it's hard now with cell phones. That so that's most people's primary, uh, ways of communications. You're looking at $120 phone bills a month on and on and on. Well, exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. Your $3, you know, your $3 dozen of eggs looks a lot more expensive when you're already dropping $120 just to stay on the phone. You know, our priorities as Americans are incredibly skewed, and I would bet you that most of those college students who are going down to get their free food are probably rocking an iPhone and probably a Macintosh laptop. So if you're hungry and you have a $3,000 computer, this is exactly what our, comp- our country is trying to sell us, is uh, you are not worth as much as you are worth consuming. If I can keep you consuming, then you're worth something to me. Is that in this country intention? right now, I mean I, I, I can't understand any other intention. I, I mean I look. I look and I dig and I try. and like, I want to be the kind of American who works for their living and is proud of what it is that I have created. But the creation that I have made as a worker is only as good as what I'm capable of purchasing my worth as a citizen has nothing to do with my earnings it has to do with my consumption and i think that is one of the big struggles we're having in this country right now because if you're only worth as much as you can consume where where's your life where where is your where is your life
2: that's that's the issue is they want you to be a consumer and be happy with it and enjoy it you know and you know, I, I'm around comedians and journalists and people in the media all the time who sell consumerism. You know, that's the, the old myth in television or radio is you're just trying to fill time in between commercials. Right. As old Tom Tal- Likas used to say, there's a reason why there's a red light outside my door. You know, and so. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand. I don't see. I, I don't have. I hate commercials. I hate commercialism. But I understand it too, and that it's a big part of our society that creates an enormous amount of revenue to create things and ideas like the internet or high or Wi-Fi appliances, and it just doesn't seem like it needs to be so criminal or the intent has to be so evil. But I know that from a large perspective, it is. I see the crumbling of society. In the 33 years I've lived, in the 18 years I've been conscious, you know, I see it.
1: Well, and I and I wish I could reach to this phone and, and slap you right back to the Sasha, Elijah, Han, Bloom, whoever you want to be now that I knew when we were in college. Because these are not things that I would even hear come out of your mouth. I mean, when we lived together, you had Malcolm X and Mahatma Gandhi on your wall. And we're rivaling and fighting against every single thing which tried to put us in a box. And yes, sure, yeah, I understand commercialism in the sense that I can't do my job unless I get paid. So somebody has to pay me, and if I'm doing radio, well, then I have to do a commercial because that commercial is going to pay me. But deep down in my heart of hearts, and your heart of hearts, my good friend, is the fact that like – it doesn't have anything to do with the money. Like, I, you know, I don't get paid to come on this radio show. I don't even need to. Like, this is a great opportunity for me to be able to look at my position as a human and my position as an American and my position as a conscious human to help the rest of our fellow Americans to maybe shake the freaking dust off their backs and recognize that. You got sold a $300,000 house when it was going to take you 30 years to pay it off because no one was willing to give you the money to make sure that you could take care of your family. You know, this country is built around the you know, the the Christian model of heaven. You know, you're going to get there eventually if you're a good person and you work hard enough and you're honest and you you know, don't question authority and you just sit back and do your job, then eventually your house will get paid off. And then you'll die. That to me is not a model for freedom. It's not a model for success. And it's certainly not a model for growth.
2: Oh, sure. It's a model of growth because it forces you to work. That 30 years of, well, back but of money it, and interest. Yeah. In providing a house, you have to work.
1: Economic growth. Sure. I mean, I'll give you that. I mean, that's what I'm saying is economic growth. That's our, that's our only model of success. Like we look at our gross national product every year, but we don't look at the success of our individuals we don't look at their health and well-being as humans or their ability to care for their neighbors or their ability to have compassion i mean these are the human traits that should be celebrated you know compassion and humanism and and respect for those around you have been all but destroyed based on the model of economic success because anyone in this country who's in business, who understands business, knows that the best way to get to the top is to step on the guy's head next to you.
2: I always teach my teammates and learn from them. I don't step on people's heads. There's Well, but that's why we're broke. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's rewarding to, to me, but it's getting very expensive to live, and there has to be There has to be a a happy medium somewhere on this planet, right? And I'm not looking for a siesta every day. I don't mind working eight hours a day. I prefer to work six hours a day and then have time for gardening and for other things. But there really has to be some type of uh, system that allows us to have more time with our families and our friends. But, you know, the young kids are just going to spend more time drinking It's tough because anything you implement becomes forced, and some part of the country is going to think that their rights are infringed, and it's really tough to govern people.
1: Well, and that's exactly where the whole anarchist movement comes in. Is All the anarchist movement is saying is, let's govern ourselves and it's a very dangerous it's a very dangerous argument because it relies on the fact that individuals are capable of recognizing their harm to others and if you have a world where people recognize the harm they could create to others and are still capable of functioning as a society well you know then you're all well and fine But our government tries to tell us that there are so many scary elements of humanity and that, like, if there's not someone there to look out for you, then someone's going to creep in your bedroom in the middle of the night and break into your jewelry box and steal all your money. And that's a false prospect. It really is. There are certainly outlying variables in society, and sure, there's the 1% or 2% of the population who is completely comfortable with taking everything that you have, but most of that 1% or 2% are the ones in control financially of this country. They're the ones stealing out of your pockets. It's not the guy in the black mask breaking into your house and getting into your jewelry box. It's the Comcast. It's the Nike. It's the frickin' tax man. It's the people who do not care about your livelihood and just want their money. And that, to me, is where we're finding a disconnect in this country right now.
2: Hmm. I I don't disagree with you. And I'm Well, not... then you have to agree with
1: me. You can just say you agree with me.
2: <laughs> I, I I do agree with you. It just it bothers right. me. It makes me angry.
1: The selfishness and
2: well, the me 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 society. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of seeing it on the freeways. I'm sick and tired of seeing it in sporting events. I'm s- it Everywhere, in my family, with my friends. It's a me, 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 me world. And it it's even more so with social media in. Because now, 95% of my conversations with everyone, anyone I've known my whole life is through text or email. There's no more phone calls. There's no more
1: anything and it, it it drives me out the wall. Well, I mean, let I me mean, if you just take the like the the strict financial facts and you take the top 1% of this country who controls 90% of the revenue. Yeah. You you could give every single person in this country a million dollars and it wouldn't even be a hiccup in their daily life. You know, the the concentration of wealth and power has reached such an extreme that you couldn't, you could spend a billion dollars a day. You couldn't even spend a billion dollars a day and waste all your money.
2: And that's why those
1: theories, and there are peop-
2: that's why the theories of the Illuminati, the Scott Wright Freemasons, the Bilderberg groups, those myths never go away because there has to be a ruling class in this society that's orchestrating the poverty and the heart attacks and high cholesterol, it can't just be, unless we are completely ignorant, it can't just be the comp- us, the citizens that, are, uh, that create this. I mean, I, I don't get the mindset of an owner of Coca-Cola or of Snicker. Like, I get their mindset to make a tasty beverage, but 60 years ago, Dr. Pepper was made with beet juice. Right? And it only lasted a couple of days because it went bad. And prune. Yeah. That's what I'm sorry. That's what I meant. And, you know, ginger ale was made from ginger and the stuff was healthier. And now it's just killing us.
1: Well, and it wasn't even that it was healthier. And that's the funny thing. They didn't do it because it was healthy. They did it because that's what they had available and that's what they could make it out of. And, like, nowadays it's about profit margins. So it doesn't matter what you have it matters what's cheaper so if I can if I can put plastic if I can put ground up plastic in your drink and to fill it up enough to make it full and have you drink plastic it doesn't matter because all I want is the money all I want is the money and I need to get that money so that I can pay all these people who work for me and like you know I understand that on that level because shoot if you have people working for you they gotta get paid but if you have knowledge of the effect of what it is that you're putting out, you should be held liable for that. I agree. And that happened with the that happened with the cigarette companies, you know? And what did they do? It didn't it wasn't even a hiccup in the road, you know. That happened with the oil companies. Wasn't even a hiccup in the road. It's just more money, more money, more money. Like, all we do is adjust our public relations. And that's where these these programs like Intrepid come in. So, you know, like, oh, the Exxon Valdez crashed and killed, like, millions of species of animals. Well, I'm a not actual person who's been generated online as a fake persona. And I have an opinion about this. And my opinion is that the Exxon company is fantastic and they help pay for my kids education and blah 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 so the danger is you know like I've had posted on my Facebook page many times Facebook is not the news it's not the news and yet many people look at it and they're like oh my friends say this my friends say this my friends say this so I align myself with what my friends say and Many people are so egocentric that they would love to have more friends on Facebook, and they don't even care if they know who those people are. So someone you don't even know is telling you about what they think, and you want to agree with it because you don't want to be you know, the first guy to put their head up because the first guy who sticks his head up and says no is the first guy to get his head chopped off, just like Mr. Barrett Brown. you know, He said, hey, look… I don't like the fact that our government is watching us every moment of our day. I don't like it. and I want to show you who's making money off of this because someone's making money off of us being watched and for what good? So for, for marketing potential, our show
2: is over. At the end of the show for the podcast, I will put several minutes of Barrett Brown, talking and discussions, and we'll put links on our Facebook page so you all can go there. Next week, at the beginning of the hour, we have comedian Seth Tippetts coming in. For the last hour and a half, we will have Dakota and my friend Garen, and we'll be talking nothing but Bitcoins, how to mine, how not to mine, what's going on with the deaths of these people that are owning the business. And feel free to continue this conversation with Dakota on Twitter at (coughs) DakForce. or engage us on email at OU Radio at gmail.com. And this conversation's not going away. We're trying to inspire all of us to get interested in politics and humanity and life and figure it out. And with that, I bid you adieu, Dakota. I appreciate your love, your kindness, and your courage for uh, expressing yourself on Ute Radio.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity i love all you out there who have taken your time to listen i hope we engage you and your desires to further your own interests and just dig everybody out there just dig just dig because there's a lot of information that needs to be found and you got to look for it yes sir
2: thank you very much we appreciate you this is all Ute radio ku internet radio for students by students Mrs. McGrath the sergeant said would you like a soldier of your son Ted The scarlet
5: coat and a big cock and Mrs. McGrath would you like that With your two wife old little yeah, two right. With your two wife old little d yeah, two row, 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 row. Now, Mrs. McGrath lived on the shore and after seven years and
0: month
5: She spied a ship coming
4: some of the most important things that have been, uh, have had the most far-reaching influence and have been the most important in terms of what's been discovered, not just by Anonymous, but by, by media in the aftermath, is a result of hacking. That information can't be obtained by the traditional journalistic process or it can't be obtained or won't be obtained by a congressional committee or a federal oversight committee. Uh, for the most part, that information has to be obtained by hackers. We had one of those times about a year and a half ago. I spent January, as did many, many other people in the US, Europe and Tunisia itself, helping the Tunisian people uh, in a time of great crisis and great opportunity for them and for the entire Arab world. Before any single article in the West had appeared, using the term Arab Spring or prophesizing that there would be massive, massive tumult in the Middle East. Anonymous, which is to say dozens and dozens of people in this case, both in Tunisia and elsewhere, knew this was happening. They knew it because they were involved in it. They saw what was going on both on the grounds and with us, and we made sure it happened. The first accounts of Tunisia in the U.S., aside from one article on the 27th of December last year, sorry, two years ago, uh, was in Gawker. Incidentally, uh, after I had told Michael Hastings about it and he had tweeted about it and uh, Gawker Ryder picked it up, had tipped Hastings and wrote about it. Didn't, didn't know there was an actual revolution going on, just knew that Anonymous had taken down some websites. That's how bad the coverage was back then, that if you Googled Tunisia and were looking around for it, specifically to write an article, you would not find that there was a revolt going on. It had been for two weeks at that point. Anyway, the story of what Anonymous actually did and what Slim Amanu, the greatest Anon, uh, who later went on to serve in the cabinet of the new government, for resigning in protest, that story will never be told completely. So that interrupted what we were doing, what Anonymous was focusing on, which had been previously little DDoS attacks on sites that engaged in the illegal cartel against WikiLeaks and, of course, the Arab Spring, which we helps to do. And when I say we, I mean a lot of people who will never get recognition for it, who don't want recognition, who, unlike me, will never get praise for the great things they did. Some of them have, some of them are known, Slim Amanu deserves far more praise than anyone else in this movement for what he endured, including torture. That's why he disappeared from the IRC, uh, non-ops, that for about five days. He was arrested and tortured. Anyway, we'll talk more about that as well later and Bahrain. But for now, I just want to finish the story, which I keep, getting, uh, I keep forgetting. Remember, this is a very important day for